On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. What else did he just do? I think that's it. Neil? What did Neil just do? Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I think we talked. We touched on it a little bit last week. Well, he's re- he's been re- releasing a bunch of shit on the archives. Yeah. Oh my god. It's yeah. hard to keep up with. Check. Whoa. Oh, there he is. That's Mike. Sorry. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Oh Jesus. Is that distorted? Holy Jesus shit. Christ. Why is he fucking cranked? Yeah. Thieves. Thieves and liars. <laughs> it's because he's fucking Mike, and radios radio mics just go to him. Also, this is gonna fuck it up because now. That he's just doing that now, so I'm adjusting to that, and then he's gonna when he starts now talking, he's my, gonna be like, he's my Steven Stills. It's gonna take all night. <laughs> See what I mean? It's already doing it. I had to go. It's through, already doing. I had to go through the dumb. This is why I love that we're doing the Zoom thing, but I also gotta like do a little bit of research because after the episode we did with Griffin from Ghost of Paul Revere, which went I think really well. Yeah. Uh, I put it. I put the Zoom audio on my computer, and I had to edit my vocal because you know how you can't hear your own vocal mm. was twice as loud as everyone else's. So I literally had to go through everything I said and da- like automate my vocal down just yeah. when I talked because I couldn't. It's not track by track. So, oh right, because yeah. it's all one yeah. thing. Right? Yeah, and this is what the people are tuning in for is to hear <laughs> nothing about the Neil scenes. Young's. Podcast out of your ass, episode one. Speaking about nothing about Neil Young, we have uh, my boss here, Tony. Tony is our friend, and he's an Italian. Yeah, Tony, why are you? Why why did that have to come up? I just like like mentioning it because his last name is Galetti. On Friday night, Buongiorno called out that I'm Italian. I didn't. I I don't even know that much. Tony, Tony, welcome to our country. Thank you. Thank you much. Jesus. That's a little racist. Was that? Was that good? You can't do that anymore. Cut that out. No, Don't your last name. Your, your last that. name is Galetti. So you. Galetti. Is that how you say it? I get. That's how my great grandmother said it. And He's, none of us could get it, so we just said Galetti. Okay. Yeah, but she says. Way to honor your great grandmother. What's that? Way to honor your great. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, she probably yeah. came over on the boat with like one piece of bread and a needle. <laughs> And then got off on Ellis Island, and then they and then shoved her you, onto a bus. Yeah, and then what do you do? You fucking yeah, can't, even, you, I can't actually, even say your name you, right. You can't even say your name, and you put too many onions in the fucking oh sauce. Oh, my but, God. I put too but many onions in the sauce. I did know enough to tell my parents once I got in the car that I didn't like her sauce. I didn't Ooh. tell her to her okay. face. Two things. I liked ragu okay. and prego. Okay. And yeah, not, you're hold not on, really hold on. Two, two things. Whoa, whoa. No, it was, okay. She couldn't make sauce. Also, okay, two things. But now my palate's Two things that drive me nuts. A, he doesn't have a pop blocker, so he's... Every time he talks, and two, there's no way he got that too many onions in the sauce reference, and that is means he has to leave in like 15 minutes. He's gonna be gone. Too anyway. many He's just here to sauce. pitch us some bullshit thing that he did for Christmas. He didn't give me a Christmas bonus. No Christmas bonus. No, because he, he made me. The, he made the no. Neil Young game. That's supposed to be my fucking Christmas bonus. <laughs> he made a it's game. A, up? It's a Corona year gift. I can say that that. <laughs> Time's also, he did just buy. So he made, he bought a house last year. So, so you're here. So, you're here to pitch us a game that yes, you made a up. A game that I made up that I have no knowledge of. That I still think you have no knowledge gonna, of the game that you made. Well, I or have no of knowledge Neil of the subject matter. We literally couldn't be off to a more confusing start. Okay, <laughs> so it's a board game. 
It's a board game. Are there now. dice involved, or is there a spinner? Oh, there's, there's one. Sorry. One die involved in the game. It doesn't have to be a die that we use. We're throwing something onto a game board, and I decided it should be a All dice. Right. Elevator pitch. Let's go. Okay. It's a game board based on Neil Young called the Neil Young Game, and you Clever. have to Clever. have yeah. a knowledge of Neil Young to be able to play the game. So you're just going to moderate? So I'm going to be here to play it just so you guys can laugh at me and make fun of me, but I'm interested to see you guys actually enjoy the game because i think it will be fun for people what i don't understand is how how do you make a game where you have to have knowledge of neil young how did you create the game when you have no knowledge of neil see young? creative people like me like oh, a creative mind like mine can figure out how to make up a game that i don't have any knowledge right. of i've worked for years please don't take his time. i've worked <laughs> no i've worked for years in corporate america and that's how things are oh, done people who have Blind. No yeah. fucking oh, yeah. knowledge about anything of the subject matter. <laughs> That's fair. Come That's up true. with ideas on how to make that subject matter better, and then they get promoted for it. That's true. I'll You're talking about I'll program give you one example. The first board, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. The first board game I ever made, I made one up in eighth grade in Latin class. I was not good in Latin class. We had to do a project. Everybody else showed their knowledge of class and blah, blah, blah. Their knowledge of I class. Made, I'm of Latin, whatever the class was that I was in. And did you just come here to brag about how good you are at making up board and games? And then in ninth grade, I made another board game for Latin class. And the last three did years, did you just turn them off? Yeah, I just turned them off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. This is our new podcast where that, we mostly because talk I'm out of our ass while going through the works of Mr. Young. Mike Shue and the Conway Boys, Trans and Marvis and Lewis. This is one of my favorite. I think he did this one at the Oakland Stadium in 1974, if I recall correct. So, not only did you think our theme song is a Neil isn't a song by Neil Young, then you looked up, saw a poster of Neil Young from the. Oakland Stadium in 1974 and you decided that this song our podcast theme song is a Neil Young song that he performed right. to be fair I don't have uh, any headphones on so I just heard little music you know what that reminded me of him talking through the intro is that uh, little piece on uh, homegrown Florida Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of a psychedelic. It's a good of, one, isn't it, Tom? Mind expanding, yeah. drifting in and out. I like that one. Drug induced. On mushrooms. Yeah. I have one question before we start. Yes. What kind of hookers do they have at a Latin convention? <laughs> I, I wasn't invited, so I don't oh, know. That's right. You didn't go. They, I'm sorry. Unfair. Th- I mean, Unfair they liked the board game. Right. I don't know, but I, I think they, they probably had it. some nice gluteus maximuses. Yeah, hey. I bet they did. <laughs> I don't even understand that reference. little intravenous de Milo. Okay, Tony, <laughs> if, so if we agree to eventually play your Neil Young game, will you leave right now? <laughs> Yes. Okay. I'll play. Too. I'll play. I'll play. Yeah, we'll play. I'll play. All right. Yeah. All right. So All right. we'll, we'll I'll play. see you guys then. All right. So you either have to leave now or you just have to be very quiet because we're about to talk about Neil Young. He's a musical artist. Yeah. And the game's going to blow you away when you, when All right, you play I believe, it. I believe you. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Love you, Tony. All right. Thanks, Tony. Bye, Bob. Bye, All right. Bye, Bob. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Now I'm using Tony's mic. No, I'm turning that off. Thank you, Tony. Thanks, Tone. Who was that man? That was Russ's boss. He just showed up. Oh, he for real? Yeah, yeah it's my actual boss. Yeah. Wow. We he paint, runs a company. Together. Yeah. 
He um Ama- America's an amazing country. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a, a land of opportunity he, for real. Uh, actually is a very talented painter. Steady Galetti precision painting if you're in the central mass area. I, I mean definitely hire him and then you'll get Russ to come out and paint you. Do you do <laughs> exteriors? This, uh, yeah. Oh, and I we're, need that and, done. and as much as Tony's a silly goose and hard to get through. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's really good at what he okay. does. Yeah, because I like, need my. House, he's like the best painter. I need my house and, painted. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah, yeah that's what Tony. And I will I do. gladly take a fifty percent discount for being a podcast buddy. <laughs> you definitely will get it. If you don't, then just <laughs> don't pay Russ. Tonight, our special guest is Russ's boss, Tony. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. He, he's gone now. Be Welcome true. to a long. This is still long. May you young, uh, the only Neil Young podcast that uh, covers his uh, catalog, uh, album by album by release and more. I might add, with new monster episodes in 2021. Is it okay if I call them that? Because that's do you a like great, that? I love that. Because I'm a huge X Files fan. Who came up yeah. with that? You did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't come up with it. X Files came up with it. No, I know, but when when was did I miss that? Well, I sent it to you guys in the group. Yeah, like, don't you remember the group text? And you were like, "That sounds good to me." So I just assume you read the text. <laughs> do you? Read no, I mean, it sounded good text? to me that that, but I didn't know you were. Do you? Did you watch X Files growing yeah, up? A, a little bit. I was too so, scared of it. So though. you have like the main timeline. Right, and then like every other week, they would do a monster episode, which didn't really have anything to do with the Mulder story. Yeah, yeah. But it it would be like, oh, this guy's a werewolf, or this guy can melt under doors. Right, right. But it, those were some of my. You really favorites. have T two on the brain, or is that T three? Well, that's T two. Okay, you yeah. really have that on the brain, don't you? T two is a great fu- favorite uh, X Files episode. Mine is by far the most controversial, which, and it's a monster episode. Which one? Home. I don't know that one. The woman with no arms and no legs they kept under the bed. Jesus. Who, I don't think I've seen Who that. had the super, they were like a super incestual f- Confederate family that fled into Pennsylvania. What? Now yeah. I want to watch this. Yeah. Although it's It was a very controversial episode because they she made- through her, one of the windows at the Capitol building? Yeah. They, yeah. Very, that's where- With where, the rope tied That's where the Trump it. people came from. <laughs> um, you know, because she would have sex with her super incestuous- I want to. I don't want to say disabled. I don't know what you would call them. They're from years of incest. Her sons were just messed. Like Good they were Lord. like. Um, and this was your favorite episode. They were like sloth from the Goonies, or Jason. Or yeah. Jason, yeah. And so, but it is. It's a great episode. And Home, Pennsylvania, is an actual place. My aunt lives there. Oh, there it is. And so I was like, hey, Wait, Mike. <laughs> hey, this- Aunt Gina, is this really? <laughs> See, these are neighbors. Mike, huh. is this an episode of X Files, or are you just admitting stuff to us? Tonight we're covering actually two releases. Um, Neil Young's, uh, I want to call his, I, you know, at first I was calling it his Geffen Throwaway, Lucky 13. I don't mind Geffen re- Throwaway. But in reality, like, instead of listening to all of those albums, you should just get Lucky 13. That'll save you yeah, that's a, a lot idea. of time and money. There are, like, half the songs on it are unreleased versions or are unreleased songs. <laughs> and they're actually a lot better than a lot of the I music agree. he put out really? in the 80s. Yeah, I think, yeah like, I think just skip the 80s, listen, and if you want some of that vibe, just listen to Lucky 13. You're good. Yeah. I guess. You know there's I mean? there's like stuff on Lucky 13. Of, it's got a taste of pretty much all yeah, of the almost era, everything. The whole era. Except for, oh no, those Shocking Pinks are on there, yeah. but they're live and it's far and it superior to yeah. what. We covered that on the Everybody's Rockin' yeah, episode. Yeah, you, you had us play a little bit. Yeah, and it's yeah, so right. good. I liked 
three songs off of Lucky 13. And That's it? They're my top three. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because I really, really like Unplugged. Neil Young's Unplugged might be my favorite of the MTV Unplugged albums. Oh, okay. Uh, That's a whole nother well, it's, podcast. It's, it's top three for me. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we can let's let's touch on that when we start talking about Unplugged. Okay. Because I have I have opinions on that too. Are we okay? Yeah. Can we do that? No, we have. We're doing what I say when I say it. <laughs> mm, I like that. This is Long May You Young. Uh, <laughs> your hosts are Mike Shu. <laughs> And uh, this is Luke and Russ from the Van Town meeting. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Is that and where we were? I did. Yeah. Like we talked to a we talked to a tiny Italian <laughs> who's on. a really good painter who I work for <laughs> and is also yeah. our friend. But he's not, a, you know what else? He's, you, not, he's, wait, not, he's I, not a painter like Michael. Can I tell you? No, no, no. He's a painter. <laughs> he's a painter like of houses, of <laughs> yeah, homes. Yeah. He paints houses. Yes. Paint, yeah. Right. But not that guy. <laughs> not that guy. <laughs> um, Imagine Tony. Is Tony a isn't man. a fucking hitman. That would be fucking hilarious. He would not be a good hitman. No, he wouldn't. Um, can I tell you something yeah. that's actually true about Tony, which you will not believe and is very true? He's like a uh, basically he has a, web he, toes. No, he's oh. a world renowned da- modern dancer. Yeah, that's true. No. Like, yes, he, like, he's traveled the world, the world with this yeah. guy, Sean Curran, who is like one of the top. Are you serious? Dead serious. Yeah. Are and you? F- he yeah. traveled that the, guy. He, yes. Yeah. Are you and fucking serious? He's incredible. He's modern in, dance. He's incredible, dude. He's like, no, you guys what? are fucking with dude. Shoo, shoo. When you watch him dance, you like. You're moved to tears. Is he like the dude in the Big Lebowski, the dude's landlord? Oh. Hey, dude, I found a venue for my cycle, and I'd really appreciate it if you came and gave me notes. Right little, on, man. A little bit. Is yeah. he like that? A little bit. Does he just do does? Stuff He's like also that? a lot like the ferret that gets thrown into the tub. Too. Really? Yeah. So does he do like Twyla Tharp stuff? Or yeah, man. He's like really? a modern dancer. I would say He's like his dance moves are more like the Jesus in slow motion. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's Did fascinating. Anyone... Yeah. Now I wish he was here. Nope. You can <laughs> nope. you can ask him about it that. when when we do the game. We'll do okay, the game. when we do the board game, yeah. I'm gonna have him do a little dance. We'll do the game eventually. Yeah. Make a little love, maybe. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> pretty much. Well, that's fascinating to me. What is that? What movie is that from? When they do that, like the I don't remember. Pretty much uh, get down tonight. I don't know. That's it's like something. a dumb kids movie or something. It's something stupid, isn't it? It sounds like something Bill Murray would say. Anyway, <laughs> there's a lot of great stuff on Lucky Thirteen, and I I re- I didn't want to cover it and. Can we get into social media now? Because there was a tweet. Well, before we do that, yeah. we, Should we open the nails package? Found a package. Uh, I got a package on my door step. Uh, Russ, do you want to mm-hmm. read what that says on the front? It says I'm on the front and the back. Okay, it says... That's the back. Want me to read the front Yeah, front it was just first? sitting on my doorstep. It's from... So the uh, address up top left says nails emporium <laughs> this is oh it's from nails it's from with nails, a little yeah. uh, apostrophe this is real by the way <laughs> nails lofgren exit 13 off route 9 attleboro <laughs> okay so he doesn't even okay put first of all or, first wait, of all just, route nine's nowhere near attleboro but let's just explain that just, nails lofgren he just is, tries to write something that right. sounds really new england Na- nails lofgren is the half brother of nils lofgren supposedly we haven't confirmed that yet with but nils. we've had on the we, we've had we've on the had, podcast well, we're very honored who's, to yeah have had. a great musician who's worked with neil extensively does a great job on unplugged um, but nails lofgren he does man uh, owns a Nails Emporium, <laughs> yes. where he sells nothing but nails. And we called a, him by accident once, right? To, yeah, when we were trying to reach Nails. I do right. love these uh, apostrophes he put. So he put a tiny little in 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 a classic Neil Young style because Neil loves a fucking apostrophe. He does love yeah. apostrophe. <laughs> uh, he does na- he does nails. Em- oh, okay. There's one in front of Nails and one after Emporium. Yeah. Okay. And then the Long May You Young. He also does that as well. Yeah. 
But says, says, so noticing no stamp either. So he definitely right, placed no this he placed in the wee so hours says, of the morning. It says the boys of Long May You Young, 109. It, uh, okay, we don't need yeah. to say my actual address <laughs> You there. can edit that out. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then on the back it says it says open sorry only open when all the boys are together and then it says spaced out with dashes n a i l s nails yeah well that's his that's his yeah. like slogan yeah, that's, that's his slogan. jingle so you want me to want yeah me let's to open yeah, it up, let's open up. Let's see open. What, our very first sponsor all right boys here we go is it na- alaskan hook nails <laughs> oh my god oh, oh my god what is god. that <laughs> what is this <laughs> it looks like he made sure no he didn't what the? Did oh, he really? That is awesome, <laughs> what dude. The hell? Pop that open, shoe. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, this made. is. I'm wearing. I'm never wait, taking it off. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, hold on. No. Nail. It says N A I L S Emporium. If you can't nail it, we sure can. What the? And there's oh, hold a. Hold on. Oh, oh are there nails in there? <laughs> oh, oh, look at those. Oh, you blew out the mic. Oh, oh this one's um. Are we oh, these are, are interesting. Are there Alaskan nails. hook nails in there? No, I don't see any nails that look like hooks. But uh, oh, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, Dude, this I'm is, popping um, that on. This is a, and it's it's a graphic of nails himself on a ladder. It looks like a ladder that he may have made himself. <laughs> he probably took the class ladders at Greendale Community College. And then he um. It's a good call. And he's nailing a nail into the wall, but he's looks like he's hitting it with an axe. <laughs> It looks like an axe. Can it's probably a it? hammer. I'm just it? saying. It's it's probably a hammer. <laughs> that is awesome. What does the thing on the corner, the bottom corner, say? It says if 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 you can't nail it, we sure can. That's the slogan. Right. Well, thanks again to Nails because these yeah, shirts, thanks, Nails. These shirts are fucking awesome. It's a sweet shirt. Uh, so I posted the album covers a couple hours ago. Um, and we got a couple responses. <laughs> the pile of nails is just going to be sitting there. It's the there. best. It's so funny. <laughs> um, but I just I posted um, both Unplugged and Lucky 13. Uh, Ian Dowson says, Unplugged came out just as I was getting into Neil. Iconic. And then Herwig de Jong uh, replied to that saying, Unplugged came out just as I was losing faith in my rock hero. So. Wow, it took him to Unplugged. So he yeah. he didn't regain faith like with, with Ragged Freedom Glory. or unless Ragged he Glory. He, unless he's missed those. Or, or Harvest I mean, Moon. who knows what his story is. Yeah, maybe is. he like yeah. just stepped away from right. Neil until, for a while and, because and then MTV, saw him and on to MTV or something. Yeah, MTV was playing a couple of videos from Unplugged yeah. in heavy rotation, like a hurricane, Harvest Moon was up there. And I remember when that album came out, I was working at a, a AAA station in Richmond, and we were playing it a ton. Right. We were playing Mr. Soul and... And string man and stuff like that. So, huh. wow, yeah, interesting. I got a couple of things on social media. Actually, I got something from the uh, Long May You Young Podcast dot com um, contact page from Chris Hoey, who says, uh, "You guys are the best. Each one of you offers something necessary to what a freaking awesome podcast you have. Uh-huh. I look forward to every show. I'm always laughing. I'm totally enjoying Town Meeting too." Yes. Lastly, Neil is my true hero. Number one, I'm a little bit here. I'm a little bit there. I'm a little bit scattered everywhere. Nick Ander Hoey from Issaquah, Washington. Nice. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Thank he's you. He's posted a couple of reviews, and he's uh, a couple of things on Facebook before, but I think he's the guy that always throws a Neil quote at the end, which I really like, and it's usually one that's pretty obscure and I never get right away. 
So well, thank you yeah. for listening out in Washington, and and you can also <laughs> contact us through longmayyouyoungpodcast.com. Uh, from the Neil Young subreddit, uh, this is from Walk Like a Giant, and he's talking about Harvest Moon. Uh, this album was my entry point to Neil. I recall a lot of quote, this is a sequel to Harvest Talk back then too. And you guys did a good job explaining why it really is and why it isn't a sequel at the same time. Russ isn't wrong about BK either. Told you. The man had the golden touch and was a perfect compliment to Neil. And oh boy, your breakdown of dreaming man had me howling with laughter. (laughs) That's right. That's where Neil basically Jesus. confesses that he's a Tom time traveling vampire creep with an Aerostar van scoping that. out a young girl in a mall and waiting for her to come out Wait, to I, possibly I abduct think her. I, I think someone else said something of uh, about that. Uh, Walk like a giant said his top three on Harvest Moon is uh, number three Harvest Moon, number two Unknown Legend, number one One of These Days. That was okay. me. That was the same as me, I think. Was that was one of these days your number one? I thought that was yep. your number one. No, it was mine. One of the, his was Hank to Hendrix. Yeah. And after listening to fucking little spoiler, after listening to fucking Unplugged and it ending with Hank to Hendrix, man, I was crying. Oh yeah. I was like, God damn, I kinda wish I'd switched out Harvest Moon. It's a great song. And it's put, a really good and tune. put Hank to Hendrix. There's in a my lot of great three. versions on Unplugged. Yeah. You but know? I mean but Hank to Hendrix to me. Especially it's like the end. Yeah. It's just a really nice wrap up and it's just so pretty. It's such a good song, man. Like I I put Harvest Moon on my top three. I think my top three was Harvest Moon as three, two was Unknown Legend, and one was one of these days, which I think was exactly what you just read that his was. Was this just your review? And uh, you just write into it. Um But now, after listening, I, I'm almost like with you. I almost feel like I should have put Hank to Hendrix. I, I think it's a great tribute song to so his his fans. Yeah, I know we'll get and to the people he's worked with. I know we'll get to both, but I mean, if you had to pick Unplugged or Lucky Thirteen as the better album, go Unplugged. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm Mike. I yeah, okay. no, I would go Unplugged because Lucky Thirteen still has shitty studio yeah, has, album version stuff from right. old ways on it. Yeah. That if it was all unreleased or remixed or mm-hmm. whatever stuff, then I would maybe lean to Lucky Thirteen. Yeah, but it's still it's still only half of that, you know. But the no, uh, that, I, the I half would... that's unreleased or or remixed is is excellent. No, okay. I like Lucky Thirteen, but I would still go unplugged, well, l- mostly me... just because I just love hearing Neil mm. on his own, and then his harmonica playing. Is just so nice. So let me yeah. uh, let me ask and you this. And just the way he does some of the, I mean, like you've said before, Mr. Soul and oh, yeah. some of those songs, the way he so, does. Oh, yeah. but lo, so let awesome. me let me ask you this, because I was thinking about this earlier today. The in your opinion, the best song off of Lucky Thirteen versus the best song off of Unplugged would would which would win in that? And you don't even I'd, have to say I'd, which what one. I what I think. I'm, I'd I'm have sorry, to look. Russ, no, Russ. I was just gonna say I, I I'd have to. I didn't even do a top three. Oh really? Sorry. Okay. Yeah, but I will by the end of this episode. But I'd have to look and figure. But nothing, nothing stands well, out. Well, I'll tell you. Um, well, there's well, a song on Lucky Thirteen that I think is one of his greatest songs ever. I agree. Um, I wonder if we're thinking of the same song. But I got to tell you, that version of Helpless on Unplugged. Oh yeah. It's so fucking good. It's so good. It Did, is so. There are amazing. so many versions. The hit. I mean, like a hurricane on an organ. Get out of here. Yeah. Are you like, guys talking about Depression Blues? I am. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Depression yeah. Blues is a fucking awesome Depression song. Blues, to me, is better than Plus, all the other songs it's combined, got and it might the be fiddle better than my and favorite. B, it's got fiddle and BK. Depression Blues is 
re- I don't know if I j- just the well, way, when I listen to it, but it really fucking. Well, let's save that for when we talk about okay. it. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I just I don't think we should go over track by track on both albums. Let's no, go over the songs we yeah. want to that, yeah. that stand the, the, out because we've know, already man, touched hel- on a lot. Sorry, of this, I know so. you guys are trying to move past it, but that the, the helpless ver- helpless on this on unplugged man. Yeah. The accordion With Nils. and yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's like that's beautiful. It's got the keys too. The keys, yeah. the keys, the harp, and the accordion. And this, like the vocals, the singing, yep, the choir, yeah, yeah, it's really. We'll good. talk about that when we get to yeah, it. All right. yeah, yeah. But, we'll cover what we want to cover on these albums yeah. because we've already, you know, there's stuff on there like Unknown Legend, which is, it's a good version. It's almost identical to the exactly. album, yeah. It's you not know, and there's stuff on different. obviously Lucky right. Thirteen we've already covered, so we don't yeah. have to like. I didn't even really write about the ones that are exactly the same. Yeah, so. there's no need to. Let yeah. me let me just finish up with social media and on our Twitter, which is at Long May You Young, uh, Ricky Harvey comments. She was uh, one of oh, our very first yeah. youngsters to uh, give us feedback, and we appreciate you sticking with us, Ricky. And she says, uh, this is for the Harvest Moon episode. Uh, another great episode. Particularly loved your takedown of such a woman. Nice to hear the jacket voice again, which I've missed, <laughs> and so many laughs. I missed you, too. <laughs> what, what a welcome respite from Insurrection News. Love you guys. Yeah. And in, yeah. in parentheses, in spite of certain cringeworthy topics. Oh, She's boy. talking about semen. Yeah. 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 But thank you, Ricky. We're for, very uh, sorry about all the semen talk, Ricky. <laughs> we really appreciate yes. your support. We appreciate you. Thank this... you for being a listener. Can I can I just admit something? For all the semen talk on that episode, I edited out half of it, if you can believe it. Oh my god. <laughs> That's on you, it, man. No, it's not. I made a New Year's resolution to <laughs> Oh god. That was way more semen down. than I thought was there. <laughs> Good lord. And Oh, come on. Michael Scott. <laughs> That's what she said. Thank you. Okay. All right. And then another tweet, and this is the one that got. Sorry, me I got my I got my um my fucking um, uh, Steve Carell's mixed up. <laughs> I, I just started watching the morning show. Nice. Did you watch that? No, I haven't seen mm-hmm. that yet. Yeah. Um, this is the one that got me thinking more about Lucky Thirteen. It's okay. a tweet from Darren Hall <laughs> saying. Uh, finally caught up and heard all episodes to date, enjoying the ride. As for 80s Neil, while LPs were rough, let's not forget this was when the bridge shows and Farm Aid launched. Good okay. point. Neil, Neil, one of the few rock stars who actually, you know, yeah, talks the talk, walks the walk, and turns his um, his ideas into action. And it's and nice so. of Daryl Hall from Hall & Oates to come. Yeah. Darren. Darren <laughs> Hall. I was going to say. Daryl's brother. It's definitely... It's, definitely, it's Daryl's brother who no, it's didn't have such a good voice. It's definitely Daryl, and he's just he doesn't want to... <laughs> oh, is that what it, it is? Yeah. <laughs> who did you just sound like when you were de- definitely... De- definitely, oh, definitely like, de- I'm, a good, I'm an excellent rain, driver. Rain, yeah. I'm an excellent driver. Luke just turned into fucking rain. But he said, Neil's socio-poly activism went beyond songs to concrete action. So, yeah, you got to cover Lucky 13. You know what else we got to cover on this fucking good point, po- on this podcast? You. Rich Girl. Yeah, no, Rich Girl. We gotta I cover, love that, too. We got to cover fucking... Not as good as Sarah Smile. <laughs> we got to fucking cover Chairman sitting in Mittens Bernie because that was we the best fucking thing that. that ever happened. And so he made the sweatshirt... Sold out, gave a hundred percent of the proceeds to Meals on Wheels for Vermont. And then he's now he's doing a sticker, which I got, and a shirt, which I got, and all of those are selling out. And he's still giving hundred percent of the proceeds. Man, everyone loves Bernie. Not Bernie. everyone loves Bernie, and Bernie's being Bernie. I wish everyone loved Bernie. Uh, let me do Instagram real quick. This was also on the Harvest Moon episode by Larso Lawson, another youngster who is a uh, loves commenting, and we love hearing from Larso. Another great episode. However, I was a bit surprised by how you agreed that such a woman is crap. 
My first real exposure to the song was the solo piano live version from Dreamin' Man. That is the song to me, and I guess that is what I hear through the syrup in the album version. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't think I've heard that. Dreamin' Man's a really great solo acoustic release. It came out, oh, I want to say, I want to say like 10 years ago. Yeah, okay. it was one of those re release, right, those yeah. archive releases. Around that sort yeah. of era. Um, unfortunately, he named it after a song where he's creeping on a woman in the mall. <laughs> I was going to say, that's uh, why it's sort of. But, you know, I'll, I'll go back to that and give <laughs> that another chance because. Um, no, it's absolutely. In, in different versions of songs, can Yeah. Like. To go yeah, we'll talk about unplugged. it with Unplugged. Transformer, Transformer Man, Man right? made me really, really appreciate yeah, that song. Yeah, I, agree. I never I have agree. before. Yeah. So, yeah. And then finally, uh, also on uh, Twitter, at Long May You Young, Eric oh, Boylston. I thought you were done. No, no, that's okay. I just want to mention this real quick. Yeah. He, uh, he bought a shirt from us. Oh, and I'm sorry. He bought a hat from us. Cool. Nice. And, and so uh, he finally got his, and he posted a picture of him with it on and the uh, couple of stickers I threw in there and he says nice. thank you so much these are awesome stay amazing you guys so yeah you can buy merch we have t-shirts we have hats we have stickers you can download the theme song yep. without tony talking through it although we could probably make a mix <laughs> nah, of we'll tony make a we'll of make it. a version of tony like just rambling through it be, i thought that was kind of psychedelic i really liked yeah. it do you want um, me to do you want me to put a bunch of verb on his uh, yeah like echo and stuff like okay, that yeah I can do that. and then uh russ and i will do the you know the wine glass thing like ben keith and neil did in mm-hmm. florida on homegrown uh, but you can get merch on there we get hats we get t-shirts stickers you can download the theme song you can do the contact page and get to us, uh, send us messages that way. We've got the Long May You Young blog blog up there, <laughs> like Bob blah blah's <laughs> blah blah blog. And, uh, you know, I'll be posting. Actually, you know what? I, I've, I forgot to do that today. I'll do it when I get home. I wanted to post that WGBH uh, live video <clears throat> of the ghost of Paul Revere because yeah. that's really oh, good. Yeah, and yeah. our last episode had Griffin Sherry, uh, the singer yeah. from Ghost of well, one of the singers, all three of them sing. Um, from the ghost of Paul Revere. So that'll be up there. I'll post a picture of, uh, nice. what do we just take a picture of? <laughs> oh, the t-shirts the from t-shirts. Nails Lofgren. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put that up there so you yeah. can see that. So there's a lot of stuff to see at longmayyoungpodcast.com. So please check it out. We so, are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Going back to, really quickly dipping back to last week's episode with Griffin Cherry. Last week's monster episode. Yeah, the monster episode, yeah. Uh, me, Russ, and Griffin had a group text going afterwards. And we immediately, upon logging out of Zoom, found out that there is a band called Horse Lords already. Oh, are they a doom metal band? No, no they're like a folk band. Oh, no, are they? They're not. No, they're not. They're like they weirdly like electronic. Band. I can't tell if I hate them or I love them. You listened? I didn't. I listened listen. to. I listened to like four songs. Are they on Spotify? Oh yeah. Well, okay. They're getting, they're getting free press right now. But I don't uh, think that's the same. <laughs> Obviously, I don't think Horse Lords the band left us a review. Because I think that Horse Lords is a crazy horse fan, or I'd like to it think must so. Be, well, that Horse Lords <laughs> is from Australia, who okay. left us the review. That's why it's not showing up. Like, if you go to iTunes and look at reviews, it's not there. So it's just. Oh yeah, you only get those right on the. Well, I had to look it up on the on the old pute. But anyway, yeah, we talked about Horse Lords a bunch. If you want to know what that's about, you got to go back and listen to I'll, last um, week's. We don't. I gotta check new, them out. Do we have any new reviews? We don't, right? No, nothing new. Maybe I'll throw if they have a video up. I'll throw it up Horse on longmayyouyoungpodcast.com yes, just absolutely. to give, you know. <laughs> throw it up on the- This is probably not the same Horse Lords we were talking about, but they're pretty cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we're going to start a war of different Horse Lords. Oh, the Horse Australian Lord Horse Lords. Yeah. Verse. It's like the East Coast, West Coast feud. <laughs> <laughs>
The Australian horse lords and the, the horse lord from Czechoslovakia. Tupac horse versus the notorious B.I. horse. Uh, okay, real quick before we get into the albums. Did you guys happen to see the video or listen to the version of Country Home? Yes. That's That Neil put up on Neil Young Archives. I that, did. I did that's going to be out on uh, Way Down on the Russ Bucket. Yeah. It's a nine-minute version of Country Home, Russ. It's like everything we wanted yeah. I can't in a live wait. version of that song. Yeah, and that's on the archives. That's on the archives. There's video on there, I believe, and then there's you know you can listen to the audio. If you don't have the Neil Young archives at this point, and you're a listener of this podcast, you're crazy because it's worth. It's, there's too much. There's I can't, you can't. There's really, I know it's there's too much. I know after a while, I, I got to like yeah, shut yeah, everything yeah. off and sit in a dark room for a while. Well, well, for example, I mean, this That's episode... That's why I missed it, because I was on, like, a kick, like, for, like, right. a few hours of just going through shit. Well, yeah, And then like, I, I was like, I need a break. Right. And then that, that was kind of when all the, like, country The contrarian times, yeah. and then the, the three screens oh, yeah. on the Hearst the Theater, Hearst, yeah. and then all so the music. So is that where and, the... Is it on the Hearst, or yeah. is that just... Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, even in reference to this episode. I mean, you can find Unplugged on Spotify, but you can't find Lucky 13 on Spotify. No. It's only on the archive. No, actually, I'm sorry, you can. Lucky 13 it's on under, Spotify? It's under compilations. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But right. there's a ton of stuff on Neil Young Archives you cannot find anywhere else. Old YouTube, Spotify, yeah. Yeah. any other streaming service, there is, there's a Get lot the of exclusive stuff. It's well worth it. It's a, it's a very reasonable price. But check out Country Home. I can't wait till that comes out. Dude, I am so fascinated to hear the live version of T-Bone. I can't wait. Because I, I bet it's a million times better <laughs> than the <laughs> reactor version. Because it's probably li- everything he does live, much like some of the stuff on Lucky 13, the live stuff is way better yeah. than the actual studio stuff. When, so when you sent us that video of Country Home, or you didn't send us, you just said, hey, check Country yeah. Home, holy shit. Yeah. So I looked at it last week, and it's... It reminded me how much I miss live music and how much I miss those old albums, those pre-80s albums. Even mm-hmm. though that was lit, was that right at 1980 or 79? Wait, Reactor? Re- Reactor was 80, right? I think it was yeah. 80 or 81. But Reactor was 80. Because Hawks and Doves was 80. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Hawks yeah. and Doves was 80. That's yeah, right. That was the very first but 80. But Re- yeah. Reactor yeah. is so good. And so then and after talking to Griffin... I put on. It's actually still on my record player. I put on um, "Time Fades Away." Yes, I wanted to mention this. Luke had a little speaking out moment on text. Did I? A few nights ago. Oh boy, what did I say? You're like, oh, I put, I put, went back to "Time Fades Away," and it's so fucking awesome. I'm so glad we're doing this podcast, you guys. I got really drunk. And then it's, and then it's like <laughs> the next text was Russ. We are covering "Don't Be Denied" every show. No arguments. We are. And you were like, okay. It was oh, just yeah. like, yeah, Luke's drunk. I'll he, just let him go. Go take a cold bath, buddy. <laughs> he gets these once every three months, probably. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to poke poke the bear. I was just like, I Did would be like, yeah, that's really good. And he'd be like, oh, you want Like, oh my god. Listen, if I want to get drunk and sentimental, let me get drunk and sentimental. All right. Luke is the bear. But no, I I put on "Time Fades Away." I cranked it up, and then I just grabbed my guitar and I just played along to every song. Some I knew. Some I like improvised fairly well, and some I was just fucking probably not. Can I tell you what I covered at my show the other night, which was fucking awesome? A Lady Gaga song. Well, that, but I also poker face. I also covered. No, I did the Rain on Me from the new album. Oh, but I also covered for the Turnstiles. Oh, Oh, really? It was awesome. Yeah, I loved it. It was. Would you play it on acoustic? Three chords. Yeah. Nice. There's like uh, he does like uh, he plays like a C. That's the only other chord, but it's just. It's like A minor and F and 
G. It's a good thing that you played it well, because otherwise your confidence may be shattered. Mm. It doesn't matter. Were they headed for the turnstiles? The yeah, I mean, the, only the bush league batters. <laughs> but, no, I'm sorry, the people in the home crowd. Right, they scattered. They scattered. <laughs> yeah, for the turnstiles. Yes, oh, that's, that's pretty awesome, bad. though, Russ. Man, no, it was, nice. Yeah, it was great. I, it, I was like pleasantly shocked when I went to look it up, see if I could cover it, and realize like. Oh, this is super easy. Yeah. Don't be denied is that. And also Last Dance is like three really? points. Yeah. It's, it's the last dance. You know what? We're going to do, um, I'm going to film it, but you guys can do all three of those songs, do acoustic covers of that naked. We'll put that on our Patreon. Or oh, just in our. Just fans, actually. That's for just fans if you're only naked. Only fans. Only fans. Yeah. Is that just it? Fans. Okay. And, but we're only wearing the fucking na- nail. Just the nails just t-shirts. Just the nails t-shirts. We're going to make them into half shirts. Right. I got an only fans too. <laughs> no, we don't even need to make them into half shirts. We'll just do that thing where you roll it up and tie the. Oh, it, yeah. You know what I mean? Now you're talking. The beach girl yeah. thing. Yeah. Sex. Sex. That's all sex right there. Long may you young is sexy. All right. Do you want to? That's right. (laughs) Neil Young is not sexy, but long may you young is. Yeah, damn right. Um, Do you want to get into Lucky 13? Yeah. Or which one was first? I I think Lucky 13 was, right? I think Lucky 13 was first. Yeah. And we can bounce back and forth. We don't have to stick too much to it. But I mean. Unplugged was February 7th. I'll be 100% honest with you guys. In the two weeks since we la- since we last since we switched to this al- these albums, mm-hmm. I listened to Unplugged twenty times. Lucky Thirteen was first. I listened to Lucky Thirteen twice. Okay, it's just it just didn't it it to me it was just a brutal reminder of <laughs> right. of for for us as a podcast really roughing it through those years. Right, and it just there was a few shining gems to me, and one like we already mentioned was Depression Blues. Right. And to me, that shined so bright that it—that's what kept me. I listened to that song probably like five or six times. Yeah, me too. Um, but and the live stuff in there, the Shocking Pink's live stuff, I think is the great. stuff towards the end. Yeah, the, the Blue Notes live stuff, which is interesting because yeah, like he did that. He did yeah. that with Warner Brothers. He did the the Snow oh, really? album with Warner Brothers. But this is this was part of the Geffen to Warner Brothers back to Reprise deal. So that they said, yeah. listen, we'll give you this Lucky Thirteen album. We'll stick some on, you know, on release stuff on there you know and and neil got to curate it so everybody kind of won but they stuck blue note stuff on there the live version of this notes for you and yeah and the other one on there and um which i thought was interesting that reprise would let them do that but i yeah. guess that was part of the deal to get rid of neil for geffen and to reprise to have neil back i had totally forgot that the that blue notes album wasn't a geffen one yeah that was honest. his first one yeah. back on reprise yeah yeah so it was. It's just interesting to me that that was part of the deal. Um, what do you think of him starting with sample and hold? Starting with stuff. Can right we also off talk of... about the album cover? What the fuck? That's from. Um, I is... believe that's from the Berlin it, concert what is he, film. Like, what is going on though? He well, he's got the sunglasses on, and then he's got the, and the headset. But what and is, the headset and the headset? But what is he in his hand? It looks like. What is he doing? I don't know. But that was, you know, that was how we uh, performed with the uh, the trans tour, you know. So the vocoder. Looks like he's like trying to to do like an old school fucking uh, flint, and like he's trying to start a fire with a flint. Yeah, it doesn't. doesn't, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, the unplugged. Maybe he's got like one of those '80s nerds 
nerd shirts on with like the pocket yeah like well it was that was his thing man oh let me okay my phone's about to die so let me read this real quick we just got this on facebook this is from someone named paul gase he writes unplugged equals unnecessary the original unplugged concept was to take electric music and unplug it neil was already unplugged it's a little boring and he doesn't seem too thrilled to be there and he wasn't, if you read up on the behind-the-scenes downer stories. And then he says, Lucky 13 is pretty cool, though. Allow me to retort. Retort. Well, what about Transformer Man? That's a good what point. What about Mr. Soul? You I, know, th- I, yes, Neil Young yeah. is, a, is a legendary acoustic solo artist. But that version of Like a Hurricane. You know, yeah. I mean, he does he does songs. He totally takes them and rearranges them for right. acoustic performance. On and he here. could have done like "Needle and the Damage Done." Sure. Yeah, a good version of that tune. You might as well listen to the one on Harvest. Harvest same Moon thing with Unknown Legend and Harvest Moon. Yeah, and Harvest Moon, right? Kind of the same version. But I, those those the ones that he changes around are so worth it. And there's yeah, to me they overshadow all the rest of them. And he had to do he had to do. Harvest Moon. He had to do on that was Legend. at that time. It, it yeah, had just and it come was out. that, and it was that band. Exactly. So. Yeah. Mm. But I appreciate what you're saying. Like this is nothing new for Neil. Well, right. it was nothing new for Dylan either. But he did an unplugged, and I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard Dylan's unplugged. Yeah, it's it's. I thought it was pretty good. Hmm. The best unplugged though. Before we get in, okay, we'll get no, 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 no. Well, let's talk about Lucky Thirteen. Then we'll talk. Well, about what's unplugged. your what's the best? Un- I'm very curious. Pearl Jam. Unplugged is MTV's finest. I moment. really like the Pearl Jam one. Yeah, I don't think I know the it Pearl Jam. It is so one. you have to watch it. Like listening to it's great, but you have to watch it because they okay. play it like they're playing electric. Yeah. Okay, they start off like all sitting on stools and acoustic. By the end, it's a full on so Pearl Jam show, and it's so great. You think that's better than Hootie's Unplugged? <laughs> Can we stop with that? I thought Sarah Lenari took care of time, all Luke. that. It did. You know, I tweeted out that meme and nobody said a thing. <laughs> nobody was impressed. I tweeted I was, it out, nothing happened. I was impressed. Okay. Uh, Enough with Hootie. My top three, this one, Lauren Hills, and I think I have to go Nirvana. I know that's just what everyone says. but No, Nirvana's is really good. Incredible, yeah. The Tribe Called Quest LL Cool J one, though, was pretty goddamn Gosh, good. That did. version of Mama Said Knock You Out, Unplugged fucking really awesome. I, yeah. I, i've never heard of that either I oh just, it's really I good I well see i'm a lot unplugged. older than you yeah i so didn't see that one. i was watching mm-hmm. them as they were coming out tribe called quest everyone. i feel like would be really yeah good. it was really that excellent would be, that, would, yeah. that would sounds like it would be awesome it was fantastic the stevie ray vaughn joe satriani one was also exceptional because i was like joe satriani can't do this at all he's he's a total electric guitar player but he nailed it and then that's when i think that was only like the third unplugged episode and they used to, when they first, the first episode had um, Chris uh, Difford and Glenn Tilbrook from Squeeze Okay. On it. And that was great, too. And I love Squeeze. They write great songs. Can I say something? I don't know if people hate or like Squeeze. Squeeze rules. Squeeze yeah, they write really They good. write great songs. I mean, they're the kings of fucking hooks. Yeah. Um, and it was hosted by a guy named Jules Shear. Now he was Jules one of the Vern? Jules Shear. No, no, different kind of writer. Leagues? He's never seen Back to the Future Three. He won't get that. I know what Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea is. You dumbasses! It's a book. <laughs> but Try you know... reading something for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, but do you know about Doc Brown's kids, Jules and Vern? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, Jules Shear wrote if uh, if she knew what she wants, which the Bangles had a hit with. He Great Scott. He was one of those guys that that wrote songs and other people would yeah, yeah you know so. Um, 
So he was the host for like the first five Unplugged. So they had an what actual host. was the host. first Unplugged? That was Squeeze. For, Squeeze was the first? I it think you the said first, they were the third. No, no. The third one was, I think, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Joe Satriani. Okay. Yeah. Which was also great. Wow, they did Squeeze an amazing version wow. of Jimi Hendrix Waterfall on that with Jules Shear singing. Stevie Ray Vaughan covering Jimi Hendrix? Because what, what are you kidding me? Okay. Have you seen the guy? <laughs> Stevie, actually, I don't think I've ever seen Stevie Ray Vaughan. I don't know. I saw him like. at E.M. Lowe's in Worcester, which is now the Palladium. Okay. When I was in high school, you know what he looks. The guy like. was fucking phenomenal. He's got the fucking cowboy hat. No, but he's a Jimmy he Hendrix. Like he's a Hendrixophile or yeah. whatever. Yeah. His big story well, he looks was like a corpse. They now. call them voodoo childs, Mike. Voodoo childs, voodoo childs? like youngsters. <laughs> voodoo youngsters. Childs. Um, Stevie Ray Vaughan is not alive. That's why I said yeah, we, I don't we, know what uh, he looks like now. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said he looks like a corpse. I know. We're both making the same dumb joke. <laughs> wow. And it got what it deserved. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but un- Unplugged, when it first came out, it was more centered on... Um, it was like it was kind of like what MT- MTV was when it first started. They were just trying to get anybody who would want to do it to do it. And then it, so at some point point along the way it became a thing yeah and well they got tempted by the fruit of another and then you know very the, good the rest very is good. History. that was a paul carrick squeeze song all right they didn't do that one squeeze has a song called another nail in my heart so we got to be oh careful yeah careful that. and that's a good tune yeah um but i'd have to say pearl jam is the best unplugged and then i'm gonna listen to that this week i think it's really good try to watch it okay try to watch it if okay. they have it up online it's so fucking good and by the end, it's 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 the ending's great. So. But I think this one's up there just because Eddie Vedder gets naked. Almost, yeah. yeah. I'll be fine with that. But I think j- just because his little ass. Well, I mean, even like Pearl Jam's unplugged Stop. led to Eddie doing. <laughs> Sorry, Ricky. Sorry, Ricky. But it led to Eddie doing. I don't know if that led to him, but I mean, if he's known for a lot more acoustic stuff than he was when they first started. Now, like some of his most popular songs are very acoustic. The whole Into the Wild soundtrack, mm-hmm. yeah. which is awesome. He's a ukulele guy, too. He did yeah. the whole ukulele album. That album was okay. Yeah. It felt a little gimmicky. It was just too close to the Into the Wild yeah. soundtrack, which was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So then the ukulele thing was like, eh. yeah. it was all right. There was some good stuff on there. No, but. totally. But I mean, but the th- I think I agree and disagree with the thing about Neil. Yes, there are some songs that are I- almost identical to what he did, but I think there's more... He like his song choice was more like the songs he chose. Like he didn't have to do Transformer Man or, or uh, fucking like a hurricane, and he did them. But he also he kept it true to what he wanted to play, and he gave you like the songs he was doing at the time. And I don't know. I know. Well, we might as well get into it. Yeah, well, might as well start with Unplugged. It doesn't matter. Well, no, it doesn't give back a shit. Yeah, yeah. What, well, let's let's go back to thirteen for a second. <laughs> you saying that just because really? Mike said that. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> we have some fucking order. Wait, have all? you have you heard this podcast before? <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe I haven't, I haven't had as much to drink. Actually, can we talk about Time Fades Away a little bit more? <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about that? <laughs> no. Can we talk about Devo? We should talk about 13 because it's first. All right, we'll talk about 13. I like how you waited until he switched his notes over before. Yeah, really. It's the seriously. turn of a fucking page, and it's already back to the first Jesus page. Jesus Christ. We hey, just spent 15 seriously. minutes on Unplugged. It's not my fault the guy still uses a fucking yellow notepad. <laughs> Relax, Bob Seger. <laughs> turn the page. Oh, yeah, you know what? What are we doing? Where are we going? Are we going to Lucky Thirteen? Yeah, let's do Thirteen. All right. Well, that was like I like we said. It was it was a gift for Geffen. Part of the deal going to Reprise. 
Neil compiled Kinda all this stuff. Kind of reminds me of from uh, Unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm joking. No, I just no, wanted to you know. That. Go ahead. <laughs> Tell me about it. I do like like Shu takes notes. <laughs> like I spent a lot of time trying to prep for this, you know, and it's just like I uh, take notes too. I have fucking notes here on my phone. Phone notes don't count. I got tons of notes. All right, what do you got? Give them to yeah, let's hear it. What do you got? Let's hear it. The only things I wrote about, I didn't write about the ones like sample and hold and transforming are exactly the same. Oh, I thought we were talking about unplugged. Uh, <laughs> People are like, okay, they took a week, they did the monster episode, now they're back, and god damn it, I kind of wish them. they weren't. Fuck them, I hate them. <laughs> no, but yeah. we talked about uh, how we don't need to cover all these songs, because especially on 13. No, no, they're, they're, just the ones that are like yeah, of so interest. My, first, my notes start with Depression Blues, and it's basically just how fucking awesome it is. You don't think it's annoying that he started with Sample and Hold? Or do you the, like an ex- that? An extended version? Yeah. I think I like that, because... Um, is it extended? I didn't even know it was. Extended. Yeah, so it's a it's it's a long like a dance mix almost, which is appropriate for that style of music. But I think it's awesome because Neil's the one who put this collection together. Yeah, he did the order. So why not start off with something that just does, just to piss Geffen off? If this was a gift for Geffen, yeah, start off with something that doesn't sound like Neil Young at all and make it longer. <laughs> Right, it's like nine minutes, right? So I think that's yeah. I think that really annoyed me. And now that I'm remembering that, I actually think that's actually yeah, which funny. is pretty funny. So, but then he cut Transformer Man, not cut it, but like sh- shortened it. He, yeah, he shortened it a little bit. There's not a lot of difference though. No, yeah. on that, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And it's still, I mean, I noticed the difference of the length of Sample and Hold, but um, well, let's talk about Depression Blues, yeah. which to me. It's one of the best songs he ever did. Why don't you play a little of that, Lukey? Spooky. It's yeah, yeah. And BK is awesome. B- oh yeah. Got a woman. Right away, too. his voice is yes. Awesome. Yeah, listen to his voice. It's so good in this. I wish he did the whole album like this. And then is that who's is that? Uh, Rufus the Bedouin. Yeah, I think Rufus. that's yeah, it's Rufus. I, yeah. Some reason I thought it was Rusty, but no. Rusty was there. He was on the floor, walking like a, a turtle <laughs> with a match, with a match and a right. little cup yeah. of gasoline. Yes. <laughs> That's old cup of gasoline, Rusty. Don't piss him off. Rufus is great in this. The Ru- Rufus yeah. and Ben, Isn't it beautiful. Yeah. 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 I gotta fade it, but I don't want to. Even the chorus. No. And in the and who is it? It's not Spooner. Who's on the organ? Would, uh, I think it, it is Spooner, sure. isn't it? Yeah, no, I think it, it might, might be. be. This was uh, recorded. On that first Old Ways session in 1983. If this was on Old Ways, it would have complete for me. It, it would have been, and it, it would have been out of place. But it would, yeah, you're right. Because this, you know, where this would naturally fit into, Harvest. Yeah, it probably. You was. could slide it, this it, into I Harvest. Was, sorry, I think it was Spooner. Just want to. Make okay. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you could. This it, is. This is great, also because this is the kind of album David Geffen wanted. Right? Right. But rejected because this was the stuff he said was too country. 
And this is what yeah. born for everybody's rocking. Is this the one that was supposed to be on Chrome Dreams, or am I thinking of String Man? That's String Man. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is this is that first old ways session where it was Ben Keith and Spooner, Rufus Thibodeau. It was like stripped down. Mm-hmm. They recorded it in the barn yeah. on the ranch, right? So, and if you go onto YouTube and search Old Ways One, it'll give you that six song demo. Okay. And if you listen to it, and listen to that and listen to Old Ways. And when we covered Old Ways, I kept saying, Neil's putting on an act. He's not singing like yeah. Neil. Yeah. This is Neil's real voice. Yeah. And like, um, there's a bunch of songs on there that ended up on old ways, but they're completely different because he went to took them to Nashville or whatever right. and overproduced them. If you listen to that old ways one session, it's all like this. Right. It's it's stripped down. Yeah. And the only time he may be putting on an act is when he's singing. Are was it? Are there any more real cowboys? Yeah, yeah the, the Willie um, Nelson one. Right. So it's without Willie, obviously, right, yeah. but it sounds like he's trying to imitate Willie. A little bit. Yeah, I think that's just that. That's just how that song right. like was written. Yeah, essentially, but it's know? all like th- yeah. th- that stuff is far superior than anything on Old Ways. There's oh, a yeah. version of My Boy on there that is so much better than the one on Old Ways. It's and then huh. uh, what was the other one called? The the California one, California Bone oh, or something like yeah, that. Um, it's hard to remember because I hate yeah. that album. Yeah, I don't like but, it either. Um, the version on the um, on the uh, demo just, that you can like, find online, isn't it like California Sun? California Sun, yeah. yeah. It is just so much better because it's much less produced. It's yeah. more raw. It's more organic. Yeah. But this song is so good. Depression and, blues. Yeah. Nowhere to go. Being bought by somebody mm-hmm. nobody knows. I wanted to read one of the lines before that too, which is the because it seems things today there ain't no magic in them. They don't cut the grade like they used to. Yeah, which is just like so simple, but so like, yeah, mm-hmm. fuck, man. Right. You know, so relatable. So and it's called it's, Depression Blues. Yeah. And he's obviously there's a lot of depression imagery in there, Dust Bowl imagery, whatever. But it can be easily d- applied. Yeah. To anybody who's going through a hard time. Yeah. You know, it's I, a great it, song. It feels very personal to him as he's singing it. Does that, does that make sense? Like, yeah. It just you feel this song well, more than anything else on Old Ways. It's something he really cared about, and that's what started Farm Aid. He cared about these family farms that were being either shut down or bought out by big companies, mm. and they weren't able to do what the family had been doing for generations. Right. You know, he had he had great sympathy for those people, and that you know, Farm Aid was born out of that. Right. Um, yeah, but it's 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 like such a great tune. I, if he had put that on Old Ways, it would have been like a lopsided album. I, I would say yeah. the reverse of that too is if this wasn't on Lucky Thirteen, the album would be completely useless to me. Wow. And I know, okay. and I know that's I'm not taking away anything from the songwriting. Like I said, the version of Transformer Man on Unplugged like really makes me appreciate that song. But it's just to me, it's just. It fe- <sighs> I know I say this a lot. It feel it feels even this compilation feels mocking to uh, Geffen. It feels it doesn't feel like he picked his best songs. It feel like it feels like he picked songs and said, "Ha ha, see what I did, ha ha." Right. And yeah. I, and I might, but I'm, he picked really good material. I mean, half of it anyway. I think is really good material. You'd the say live half stuff. of it. Well, the, the all even the, game, I mean, all the even, unreleased stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I like. Yeah, the live stuff. Like, ain't it the Depression truth blues. is fun? Yeah, see, ain't that's the truth great is stuff. Fun. Yeah, and then, but even, I guess even what, what's the one he does? Hold on, let me. 
Get Gone, which yes, is like the Bo yeah. did. That's like yeah, with the shocking pinks. And did. how he says at the beginning, like, no one's ever heard this before or something mm. like that. I'll play Thank it. Thank you, everybody. Thank <laughs> you, everybody. We love you. We're so lucky to be here with you. He's so good. I fucking love him. Brilliant. All right. Oh, who am I kidding? This is a great album. Yeah, as you talk, you, as you talk about how bad the album is. Shut up. <laughs> kind of tells the story of the Shocking Pinks. Where they come from? What happened to them? Where'd they go? How come they're not really here today? Where'd they come from, Cotton Eye Joe? I love that. How they're not really here today. And it's just about Italy. This is about Italy beat. Right. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, it's not about the Shocking Pinks. It's about Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, this stuff. No, so the live Shocking well, he's Pinks He's having stuff, fun there. Yeah, you can yeah, tell, yeah, right? Yeah, they're, they're, And it's so he's different. into it. Yeah. It's so different from the recorded Shocking totally. Pinks stuff, which was yeah. also played live in the studio. And but. I think he was just so much about trying to capture a, a sonic sound thing with, yeah. with the album. Uh, when, by that, I mean the... Um, Everybody's rocking. I don't right. mean this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's the same thing so with Old Ways, because we, we talked about this. Right. Some that of the he was fun, some of the organic, genuine... Um, spontaneity. Yeah, it's right. lost because yeah. it's he's too focused on the sonic sound. Right. He's too focused on the style. Right. And he yeah, let that yeah. take over on Old Ways and Everybody's he's Rockin' and Trans. He's too focused on trans. really pissing David Geffen off. Probably so. No, that's a valid point, man. Like, a little you know? bit. Yeah. That he's also a, probably pretty focused on cocaine. Maybe. You know what? It's probably cocaine. the lack of cocaine right? that yeah. made the 80s the way it was. He's focused on a bazillion different things. Yeah, yeah. that's true, yeah. But as we learned. But that, uh, yeah, we talked about that in the 80s episodes, that he was so focused on imitating a style. And that's why his singing on, on Depression Blues mm-hmm. is so good. And that song's so good. Because that's just him. Right. And that was yeah. like Harvest. He yeah. recorded Harvest in the heart of country music, country you know, in Nashville with Nashville session guys and, and a Nashville producer and everything, but it was still a Neil Young album. If you combine you know? these two albums that we're covering in this one episode, I think that's my number one If I of all of the songs on the wow. two albums. It is a I damn just good re- song. It just really, like... I don't. I don't know if it's just the whirlwind of emotions that we're all going through right now. But well, it, yeah, like that that line I read. It's, it seems like yeah. it's yeah. very uh, applicable to today. You know, yeah. like there's. It seems like there's no magic. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope that you know through the archives he releases that old ways one session. Oh that my god! Cool, yeah, because you guys. I mean, the sound oh, quality. The sound. I, I listened that. to it on yeah. YouTube, and the sound quality isn't that great. Mm-hmm. But you can hear that. You know, just the rawness. The rawness. In there. Yeah. And a lot of those guys who played on it were really pissed off that he didn't. That he went and he like totally tooled it over with overproduced it. Yeah. Um. So that that song, um, it wasn't get gone that w- that he said. This is the first time. It's uh, don't. I think it's don't take your. Well, don't I, take wanted, your love I wanted away from you. Me. To, I wanted you to play a little. That one you can tell. That's definitely the blue notes. Uh, the this notes for you sort of. Uh, what don't take your love away from me? It seems uh, like that's it, a right? shocking pain. Yeah, but it seems very to me. It seems very. Oh, it's got that kind of this notes for you swing blues. Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the vibe of it is what I mean. Yeah. Like this, this to me would not be on everybody's rocket. Yeah, but even though even though it's a shocking pinks, it to me it's. It's it's way more. I can hear this song being on uh, Miss Notes for you. And he's just he just said too. This no one's heard this before. Oh, sorry, yeah. I talked over it. <laughs> but chord wise, I love this song. Yeah. Yeah, and it's way captured way better live. All right, I'm, it's just These two songs with the Shocking Pinks are better than all of everybody's rocking. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, he should have just recorded that album live. Yeah. Much like the This Notes for You. Because yeah. I do the like, Blue Note I Cafe do like everybody's so rocking, better. but I do agree with like, that. That like I think this, that yeah. this is that him doing these I live is better. And the, uh, uh, see, that's very oh, This Notes for oh, You. Oh, yeah, very much. Right yeah. Yeah, that to me is. I know. I know that it's a shocking pink. So I, I was just saying the vibe of that. Oh no, absolutely, yeah. I agree. Yeah, and I that's, think that I love that sound. Yeah, that's cool. And then you got BK doing some mm-hmm. sax again. Yeah. You know, and then he's got those two notes. Or I'm sorry, the two songs from the blue notes. Which on ones there. for me? Um, <laughs> those two notes. Uh, Ain't it the truth? And and the long version of this note. Play a for little you. bit of Ain't it the truth because that one's fun. And also Neil. Saying your curvaceousness yes. might be the best thing that's ever happened. He loves talking about a woman's curves. We know that, but him saying curve your curvaceousness. He, um, he wrote this back in Canada when he was when one of his like original bands. Really? Yeah. This, this song is, is fun as shit. He's had that song for that long. I feel like a lot of his songs are like that. Uh, well, don't you have songs that you? Yeah, you, you wrote and then you, you pick up again months or years later and say, "Oh, I could finish this." You know? Yeah, actually, some of those are the funnest. Yeah, right. but see, this this stuff has like energy to it. You know, you listen to the Blue Note Cafe album. Yeah, and again, it's just so much better than this notes for you. Skip ahead. I don't. I didn't write it down, but it's the. Ain't it the truth? Um, Ain't it the truth? It's the third verse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Neil likes a curvy woman. I like a curvy bird. <laughs> your majesty, <laughs> your curvaceousness, your highness, your soulfulness. And then he goes, make love to me, babe. Make love to me. Yeah. Make me feel all right now. That's right. Make me feel so good. That's the blues. Eat watermelon. Yeah, your curvaceousness. But yeah, I mean, there's there's good stuff on here, you know. And then he's got the other yeah. stuff that's just from the albums, you know, which is just yes. right. Yeah. Can we just talk about Hippie Dream though? He does include stuff from Landing on Water yes, here. He does a couple couple Landing on right. Waters. Uh, yeah, pressures pressure. on here, which I like. I've over the I've gotten yeah, to like that pressure, song yeah. over the year. No, 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 but no. Hippie Dream, let me tell you something. Do you know how you make a really shitty song shittier? You add fifteen seconds to it. Is oh. that what the, is that? Is there? It says it's a. It said long edit. I'm like, really? This is like an extended version. Well, I he, looked it up. Fifteen seconds well, it's because longer. Because that song is about Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Crosby, drink. Stills, and Nash. So yeah, drink. We gotta take a quick no. drink. Uh, but so he had to add an extra fifteen seconds because he'd been with them. He'd made another album since that song came out. Oh, that's right. Them, so. Yeah, American Dream. And it was worth fifteen more seconds. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I bet he did that. Just to fucking piss off Geffen and to call it an unreleased track. Yeah, probably. You know, it's got uh, what? It's got a bunch of unreleased tracks on it. I added 15 seconds to Hippie Dream. <laughs> I think I still like Hippie Dream. I think it was one of my top three on that. I think it was. Yeah. So I actually didn't hate it either. Yeah. I liked it. I, I hate it. I know. Yeah. No, but we, I do agree that I like I like pressure. pressure. Yeah, pressure is a good tune. Yeah. Although the videos for Landing on Water, I'll say it every time, are the greatest videos. Yeah, ever. those are really yeah. good. Videos. The videos for Landing on Water. Did you guys ever watch the one I told you? The um, the oh, fuck, which one is it? It's 
I can't remember now, but I... Maybe you should get a yellow notepad <laughs> to write those ideas down on. I do have it in my notes. All I got to do is go back and yeah. look and find it. Well, all but. I got to do is turn the page. It's going back to 1972. Here I am again, <laughs> taking notes on oh, Neil. Oh, using a pen again. <laughs> Here I I am. Fuck you, Russ. Turn the page. Uh, I think it was over and over. That was the one. Over and over again. What were we talking about? Over and over. That's not on. No, I'm saying that video was really good. It's not. Oh right, yeah. That I told you guys to watch. Right. I don't think you did. No, no, I didn't. didn't Sorry, man. He's got the like the main character is kind of uh, got like a. Drawing a blank. What's the fucking? What's the dude? The karate dude who became a cop. Had, oh, Ralph Macchio. Nope. Who had his own show? Oh, Johnny. No. Shoot the leg. God. You know who I'm talking. Uh, Seagal. Steven Seagal. Oh, Steven Seagal. Like yeah, the, he got. Yeah, the, he became like, a sheriff or main, something. Like one of the the. So the video is like Neil and the dudes playing. Oh, Crease. It's Neil and the horse playing outside. Yeah. And then, like, while they're playing, there's this like dramatic love to uh, th- this couple like fighting and then getting back together and fighting mm-hmm. and um the dude in that uh couple is like very it looks, looks very steven Sagali. oh yeah yeah and he's got like the fucking wife beater on and everything well time is just a joke time is a flat circle <laughs> <laughs> unplugged yeah let's go to unplugged on. this we, is a great harmonica can we album. take a pee I guess, yeah let's take I a pee break the because a, there's uh, some there's adjust, some good stories a, about unplugged a, a, what is it a justin moore peas <laughs> yeah justin four peas yeah we gotta think Moore-Pies. of a neil pee break thing yeah. long may you i gotta pee i can't think of one East of Omaha, you can listen Jesus. to the engine moaning out his one note song. You can think about the woman or the girl you knew the night. This is our pee break music from now on. Yeah. A David Piggs piss. Oh. What? <laughs> David Piss break. Like Briggs. I don't know. It doesn't work. <laughs> It's a Bob Seger song. You could do a Bob Seger No, I'm Seger trying thing. to think of a Neil Young theme. Also, why did you call name? Jason Voorhees Justin I fucked Voorhees. up, man, because I was thinking of Jared and Justin. <laughs> you, no one else knows who that is but you. People went to our school. Yeah. <laughs> Your age, way Stupid older than reference. me. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're back. Bob anyway, Seger. Unplugged is a great harmonica album. Yes. yes. I love Neil Young's Agreed. harmonica playing in this album. Um, the band on Unplugged, BK, Nils, Spooner Oldham, Tim Drummond, uh, Oscar Butterworth. Yeah, can we talk drums. about the name Oscar Butterworth for a second? Here, That's please? Mrs. Butterworth's son. It's <laughs> a great name. Wanted to get out of the syrup business. Oscar Became a musician just to get out of town. It sounds like a Harry Potter character. Oscar Butterworth? <laughs> yes. Or like from fucking Batman Returns. <laughs> He's just a good... Copper, copper yeah, pot, copper pot, or whatever. Yeah. Chester Copper Pot, and then that from um, Goonies, I always get those mixed up because they're like the same name. And then Astrid, one of them's Cobble uh, Pot, I think. Astrid Young and Nicolette Larson on backing vocals. The return Astrid, of Nicolette Larson, Larson right. which is pretty. And amazing. Astrid Young is Neil's half daughter. Is that what you said, Luke? Like that. Yeah, that's his no, father's. 
half sister. Half sister. That's what. Yeah. I meant. Yeah. Half sister. His father's daughter from another woman. Right. And she was on Harvest Moon. Yes. All right. Yeah. 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 But this uh, is the return of Nicolette. And this one, I'm sure you got it in your handy dandy yellow notebook. I have it all right here. But it, the recording of this did not. <laughs> did not well, go so this well. was the the album we know that is unplugged was the second attempt, and the first attempt was at the Ed Sullivan Theater. That was in New York City. Yeah. The rehearsals were like terrible. I guess Neil thought everybody was playing like shit. He, this might he, be a stupid question. Yeah. Were were all the unplugged that MTV did not filmed at the same location? No. Okay. No. They were at first. All right. Yeah, I thought... All right. I know I've seen a few that look very... Like, that's the same place. Yeah. But I wasn't sure if all of them were at the same no, place. No, they, okay. they, they, right. they... Well, they tried to keep them in New York City because that's where they were based. Yeah. But this is Neil fucking Young. So yeah, you got to right. go to yeah. Neil. Just yeah. like just like Stephen Stills. you got to go to where Neil is. Yeah. Can, I, can yeah. I read this real quick? Okay. I don't remember what this is from, but I printed it out and forgot to... It looks too long. Thing. I'm not going to read the whole thing, idiot. Uh, it says, Neil Young's unplugged album almost never existed. Yes. According to Rolling Stone, in December of 92, Young took the stage at the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City to film an episode of MTV Unplugged. He had played 49 solo shows that year, most recently in support of his Harvest Moon album. Most of those shows had gone off pretty well. This one did not. Numerous songs had false starts, the magazine reported, and it was clear to everyone in the audience that Young wasn't happy. He eventually simply walked out the door and onto the streets of Manhattan with stunned crew members trailing behind. Neil was on stage, he was singing, and suddenly, for whatever reason, he got agitated and ran outside, Jim Burns, co-creator of MTV Unplugged, remembered in I Want My MTV. He ran down Broadway and producer Alex Coletti ran after him. Yeah. Neil never came back to finish the show. No, not true. Oh, really? In, uh, in, MTV, in that book, I Want My MTV, which is excellent, by the way, by Rob Tannenbaum. Yeah. Fucking awesome book. It's done testimonial style, so it's like it's, it's from the point of view of people who work there and musical yeah. artists and stuff. But he ran, yeah, he literally just in the middle of a song got up and ran <laughs> out the door. That's all true. But he did come back. He did? They eventually convinced him to come back. <laughs> I just want to see Neil. I know, r- running, running, right? Just in just general. Running, he's like, I got to get out of here. You know, which is it, just hilarious. Mom always says stupid is a stupid does. In I the, feel like uh, he's got the same run as Kevin Bacon in Friday the 13th. Stop bringing in, it up. Um, in MTV, <laughs> and I want my MTV, Jim Burns, um, yes. he's, he said he, he had just arrived in a cab outside the studio and saw Neil Young running out of the studio. <laughs> And, he's, and the first thing he said, he was like, I thought, well, that's not good. <laughs> or it looks exactly like that meme of Bernie running. Like, I feel oh, like that's yeah, also yeah. how it looks. Stop bringing, stop, no, stop fucking I can't help shoehorning about Bernie. Jesus Bernie Christ. I love Bernie. We're going to have to give, you know what? We have to give equal time you now. You just said something about Jim Burns and it made me think of Bernie. <laughs> we have to give equal time now. We have to give equal time to the Republicans now. Go pick one. Yeah, well, we, we have to 19, call him. Neil in 1986. Yeah, that's right. We're going to have to get Neil on now to give the other side. Listen, okay, first of all, his name's not Burn Keith, okay? So relax. <laughs> but anyway, he did come back. He played two more songs and then said that was it, and that was done. And then he said, he told MTV. So what was he? He was just mad that the band wasn't playing the, well He or was something? really pissed at the band. He said They're like the best musicians in the world. But apparently, <laughs> you know what it was, I think? His manager, Elliot Roberts, booked this. Mm-hmm. And kind of made him do it. Now think about it. You just you made an album not too long ago, ripping 
MTV a new asshole yeah. and telling the world I'll never fucking you know do what they want or what corporate people want, you yeah. know and then like and then you get video of the year and stuff like that but now you're gonna make programming for them after calling them spineless what do you call them spineless assholes or something like something that crazy like that and you're gonna make an album that has the MTV logo on it yeah you know so I don't know if he was a hundred percent into it and Elliot Roberts kind of pushed him to do it. And in Jim McDonough's shaky, Elliot Roberts said, yeah, Neil hated me for making him do that. I wonder basically. if I wonder if that was it or I mean, I'm sure that was part of it. But I wonder, I mean, because he's he's played and I mean, remember we talked about it a couple episodes ago when he who did he fucking he kicked in his ass? Was it Billy Punk? Talbot? But he just kicked him. Yeah. So he but he he'll play through. He'll play the show. Right. But it's weird that he walked out. That he ran, ran out. Ran out. <laughs> like he was really so he was like Ricky Bobby in Talladega Nights. Like, oh, help me, Oprah Winfrey. You know? He was just running. I'm on fire. <laughs> maybe there was a panther chasing him. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Neil, we want you to have a little more spark in your performance, so we have a oh, we have shit. a panther. We let a panther loose in the studio. No, but I I I can't so uh, I'm trying to figure out even I weirdly get that panic. Do you know when you, that pops up in you and you have to fight it away? Yeah. It, one of our last shows we played, that one in Bangor, Russ, towards the end of the show, I started getting a panic attack, and I had to... Yeah, Luke fucking ran off stage, too. I did. But we were we were at the end of our set, and I said, can we just do this song and then go... And Russ and Timmy went out, and Derek, and they just did like kind of an encore themselves. But like, And I'm sure it's this is a tiny version of whatever the hell Neil was facing. But I get, I think sometimes you get a feeling and then it compounds on itself. Right. And you think I got to, I just got to get out of here. Well, this isn't the first time he's done this. Really? Well, what happened on the, uh, stills young band tour? <laughs> now he didn't do it <laughs> off stage. Was it mid show though? Was it? No, it was mid going to the next gig. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not, you but know, it's the same thing, only less panic. Like I remember even, Never really playing a show, but like I would say once or twice when I used to be a youth minister, dur- literally. Dur- I wish I'd known you back then. Oh, you you were skinny. Don't yeah, I was a oh. skinny, skinny. Up. I would have sh- so shown you my nuts. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. I'll tell you, that's what I used to do with like nuns and shit. All right, anyway, sorry. Wait, go ahead. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, keep going. What did Nothing. you think that was going to get them to like switch? <laughs> no, their no. faith. I just wanted to see if any of them did the sign of the cross. <laughs> You're a fucking weirdo. It was Washington, D.C. It wasn't even a state. <laughs> you are a sad, strange little man. <laughs> um, no, but I remember, like, if, like, a, more people than usual were there or if I felt unprepared or whatever, I just, I think more than anything, I remember the feeling of, the only word I can think of is compounding, where it's like you have a thought and then you can't get away from the thought, so then the thought builds on itself or something. Like, snowballs? Yes, snowballs. Yeah, absolutely. And I get that all the time, Luke. Yeah. I yeah. sit down like sit down in the chair, and the microphone's in front of me, and it's 30 seconds till the song ends, and I'm like, what am I doing here? Yeah. I can't fucking do this. See, that's... What the fuck am I going to say? That, I sound no. stupid. The whole... I'm not, yeah, it's like, oh, my God. And then it just gets out of control. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, well, I mean, I mean, I, at least I don't have people in front of me. Right. But, but still, you're live, though. You're yeah. live to, like, hundreds of thousands of... Or you were hundreds of thousands of people. Right. Like, so it's like, to me, that... This is fine. Because if I say something dumb... Right, you can fix it. I can fix edit it. it out. But right. you couldn't do that. You had a dump button on yeah, AAF. But yeah, like, but... 
<laughs> yeah. Who controlled the dump button? I well, the the DJ did. You did? Yeah. Okay. I thought like a produce off like an offsides. We didn't all have producers. Okay. Josh. Josh, Josh didn't even know where the. He, <laughs> come on, Josh Dolan. Did he just say fuck? Oh my god! I hope I, like, I need this job because I'm gonna have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we all know that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That was great. But yeah, I yeah. know that. I know that feeling. Yeah. I think. I think it was probably a combination of both. He didn't want to do this gig, and even though this the 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 album doesn't sound like he didn't want to be there, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't sound like that at not, all. Not even a little yeah. bit. The performances are great, but you know maybe the band was fucking up these were the guys and all that same shit started again that the stray gators did on the time fades away tour there were arguments about money you know and then he introduced a bunch of new songs that they didn't think they were rehearsed enough mm-hmm. um and so there was a lot of like kind of that kind of conflict within there and he just hated it and so what happened was he told MTV they couldn't use any of it and they said well you can't do that because you know, we taped it in our studio and stuff. So he he bought it from them. Yeah, and he just said, "All right, I'll I'll pay for it. how much." He gave them the money. Well, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh-huh. he he ate that. You know, so at least wow. you know what? At least he took advantage. I mean, not advantage. At least he took responsibility responsibility yeah. for it. You know, where other other artists will be like, "I can't do this," and they'll run away, and then MTV will be stuck. Yeah. You know, but at least he said, okay, I'll pay for the crew and everything and whatever. <laughs> just, just, Neil just running. Just down. running with his yeah. like down sleeveless Broadway. flannel shirt yeah. on. Ah, he's got that look like the guy in fucking Human Highway on his face. Ah. Just running past the bill, ah. the Broadway billboards. Right, yeah. yeah in Times Square, yeah. you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> the guys from Rent are like, was that Neil Young? <laughs> Holy shit. So um, he did. Yeah. So they gave it a second try, but this time they went out to Los Angeles, same band, and everything. And again, the same shit happened. Like there were yelling fights. He thought they weren't playing well during the rehearsals, or during the rehearsals. Okay. Yeah. And then Tim Drummond did the same thing he did during the. I think it was Tim Drummond who did this during the Time Fades Away tour. Complained about how much he was getting paid. Really? And demanded more money. And I think he was that guy who did that on the Time Fades Away tour, right? And that got back to Neil, and Neil was like, fuck yeah. it, fine. Everybody gets what they want. I don't fucking care. I vaguely remember this. Uh, I, thought it so, was, uh, I thought it was Kenny Butchery. I thought it was the drummer. Maybe it was Kenny Butchery. Yeah. But it was the same kind of thing. Yeah, and this yeah. is right before the gig. Yeah. And so him and Elliot Roberts go at it. You know, David Briggs was there to produce the whole thing, which I'm sure was just like pouring gasoline on a fucking... <laughs> you know, sterno fire, right? you know? And, um, so it was like that, like right up till they got on stage. Yeah. And, um, even Nils Lofgren was like, Neil was, a, he said in Jimmy McDonough's book, shaky, Neil was a terror. He was on their case, but they deserved it. So even Nils oh, thought wow. that those guys, and these are musicians, these are like session musician. And guys. this is Nils, this is E street band Nils at this point. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah, like, absolutely. He doesn't need this shit. No. And he, he thought they weren't playing well. Yeah. Well, you know, so all this shit was going on. So it wasn't like those guys. It wasn't like BK and Nils. It was sort of the other dudes. Well, from what I, all the stuff I read, he doesn't mention BK. But Russ just needs to know that BK has no, of course, no of course, responsibility. No, Russ, I mean, he's a god. No, no, yeah, There's right. No you're absolutely right. Russ, no, you're right, Russ. BK Russ. is infallible. Thank Russ. you. It's all right. not his fault. That's all I need to all know. Right. Uh, Here, there's a little more meatball Russ. sub. Take some communion. Yeah. Uh, Russ. Russ. Body of BK. Body of BK. Blood of BK. Russ. It's not BK's fault. Twisted T. It's not BK's fault. Are you going to rob him when he leaves me? It's not BK's fault. 
<laughs> you know, Russ, if I come back here like in 20 years and we're doing this podcast and you're going like, oh, BK is the best. I'm going to fucking years. I'm going to fucking kill you. You know, Russ, you know, you know, every goddamn day you I know go my to dream my is? car and, and I hope that there's a note on it saying that you went to see about a BK. OK, <laughs> right. That's that's Beneflex. 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 Ben Affleck. Ben Keith. Um, that's his, that's his finest moment on film ever. You know what? Uh, I actually really like that, that scene in the construction area when he gives that fucking it's speech great. to him. It's he hasn't topped that in my opinion. I I think I yeah, agree with you. I that scene right. gets me every time. Yeah. I think Ben is way better than Damon in that movie. If I'm being honest. Are you being I honest? I am. I think Ben's better than. That's a nice Damon cry. And Damon Robin has Williams. a nice cry in there, but the yeah. best on-screen cry in a movie is uh, fucking Robert De Niro in Analyze This. <laughs> I've never seen Analyze This. <laughs> it's so good. Dude. Just Google. <laughs> now I got that in my head. Just Google fucking Robert De Niro crying in Analyze This or something, and it's fucking. It'll make your night. It's all it's right, wonderful. It yeah. So Yo. basically, so leading up to this album, you had all that shit going on. Neil not wanting, leading up to Unplugged. Wrong, leading up to yeah, unplugged, unplugged. Neil not wanting to do any of this. Right. And yet. You, you, in my opinion, it's a fucking great it's collection incredible. of songs. What it's a great you, recording. Mike, yeah. what do you think about him starting with "Old Laughing Lady"? I, I think it's he, I think it's awesome. Why don't you play I, play some of it? Yeah, play a little Let's bit. Let's get of that. into okay. it. All right. Imagine being there. No, that'd be yeah. awesome. Uh, I was two. <laughs> 93. I was 93. I was eight. I was drunk. <laughs> Did you still have the mullet? No, no, it was well. <laughs> it was I, was, long yeah, gone. I was gone. Yeah. Listen to the harmonica. It's, it's good. Yeah. I like this. I like it. Start. I like this. Start. I like it, but do you I like, like that it no one knows what he's. I like that no one what he's playing. I don't think anyone knew what it was right. at first. And that's what's yeah. great about some of these songs. Yeah. It's kind of like you got to figure it out. Yeah. And Luke, no, I think the the studio version. Is just oh, you can't way, touch yeah. it. The no, studio no, no, version no. of this it's might one be of the, one of his best. It's one of the few Jack yeah. Nietzsche things. It's one of the I, only. I really it's one like. of the only Nietzsche things. That's yeah, like, right. And yeah. that was mostly Nietzsche doing the arranging on that and stuff. But right. this, I like this. It's got that old timey folky. Yeah, feel. I dig it. And I, I, dig and it. I think and that I the love, lyrics again, go the along with it. Great. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a surprise. And if you look at the the order, it's like that, Mister Soul. It's kind of like. He Mr. Goes, Soul's so good. He starts oh, with Soul's his like a, yeah. earliest material. Yeah, right. World yeah. on a string right. is after that. And he doesn't yeah. really go chronologically, but no. he kind of moves like that, kind of like introducing you. Because like, at that time, 93, so he's the, the godfather of grunge, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of young people, uh, teens, 20s, are discovering him. Oh, so this is yeah, kind of like an intro. Yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. this is kind of like, okay, so and it's MTV. So the average MTV viewer is, what, 10 years old to 25 years old or whatever? Mm-hmm. And so they're like, hey, Neil Young's like this new old guy thing, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Did, so this um, is a great intro to right. what Neil's all about in a setting that he's really good at. When right. did Cobain just, kill himself? 94. 94, okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, I, it, he remember, he didn't he put lyrics from Hey, Hey, My, My in his suicide Better note? to burn out than to fade away. Because if that, I wonder if he would have put... I'm sub- honestly surprised he didn't do a version of Hey, Hey, My, My on here. I'm surprised but he's he done didn't it put so lyrics to T-Bone. 
Yeah, a, a nine-minute version of acoustic, acoustic T-bone. That's what the world needs. Acoustic T-bone. And while you're at it, put 15 more seconds on Hippie no, Dream. No, no, he wrote the lyrics and to T-bone. And then take a dump on my pizza. He wrote the lyrics you're to T-bone. You're saying Cobain wrote his, the lyrics to T-bone. In his suicide <laughs> note. He said, I got mashed oh, potato. Oh, no, you know, oh, no oh, That's actually kind of deep. Yeah, See, that would have been that. that would have been amazing because <laughs> people would have been analyzing that for days until someone would have spoken up and go, that's from Reactor. Yeah. <laughs> No one would have known for a long time. You know, time. like Peter Jennings would have been, he would have been on ABC going, well, nobody quite sure what, uh, no ma- I and got the, mashed potatoes and got no T-bone <laughs> meant. And someone would have called Neil and been like, hey, did you hear, you know? And oh, Neil's probably like, I didn't want to, I don't want to know. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would have been great. <laughs> That's what he put in. Russ, it's not funny, you but know it's what? Funny. Quentin Tarantino should do a, a biopic a re- of Kurt a, Cobain. A reimagining. Like, yeah. Do it yeah. like he does all his movies, and instead of yeah, better to burn on fadeaway, he puts T Bone on there, and then he and then he acts. He puts I got mashed potato and got, got no T Bone, but then yeah. he dies by accidentally choking on a on steak a t- on a T Bone. Yeah. yeah, on that's mashed potatoes. Rush. Yes, that's somehow. genius, Rush. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Fucking awesome. Did you just call Russ Rush? I think I did. I'm a little drunk. That's, uh, that's a little right, bit of a. Pavlovian? F- Freudian. Freudian because he Jeez. loves himself some some Rush. Yeah, I wish Russ was Neil Peart. Mm, I do, too. <laughs> I also wish I was <laughs> well, Neil Well, he'd be dead, unfortunately. <laughs> well, that would kind of suck. It. I don't know. <laughs> to be him. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's a good intro because yeah. it's like the best song on his debut album. Yeah, I like it. And it, it gives you, it's letting you know the a majority of what you're going to hear is me playing guitar and harmonica and singing some songs right and the the harmonica is like to me that's like the highlight of this record is is him wailing on some yeah he just sounds really good good, he sounds really good and and we haven't gotten enough of that in fucking years yeah in a long time you know i think the the one of the most telling things about this album is he could have mailed this in easily he's done a million acoustic shows and most of his electric shows he started with an hour-long acoustic set so yeah. he knows how to play just him right yeah. he could have done that but he didn't he yeah. brought in a fucking organ he brought in like you said all those backup singers he and brought fucking on nils on the accordion nils bk like yeah. he really made a great album yeah and well he said he he likes playing acoustic he's he said this a bunch in the past because it's it makes a better connection between him and the audience because with yeah. crazy horse and like weld or live rust. It's you know, more it's super it's more loud. In, it's gigantic. Yeah, he's it's you're more connected. He's more connected with the sound. Yeah, like the he's the, more connected with blowing you away. Yeah, as opposed to this where he wants you, you to listen to intimate. the lyrics. It's like you're right. Yeah, he's yeah. like talking yeah. or yeah, singing yeah, to, to you. you. Whereas when he's playing old black in a situation with the horse, it's can't be anywhere but with yeah. that fucking. He wants to see your eyes you know? melt. Yeah, yeah, pretty um, much. But can, I I like that. Yeah. Can we talk about Stringman? One of the only songs that probably a lot of people hadn't heard yeah that was supposed to be on um chrome well, dreams I, right? yeah I mean, that I original chrome dreams release mr soul and stuff. yeah let's play a little let's play a little bit of mr soul all right oh god yeah yeah you gotta play a little something i love this, too this no too one, no, no one, one knew, knew this yet. one either yeah no I, one knew what this was yet yeah because really. it sounds like a it sounds like an yeah. old blues tune yeah i don't think i would have known yeah i don't because i would have been going through them in my head you know yeah. And the harp, you know, it's yeah, just yeah, like just really touches, good. just little yeah. accents. It's like an old blues guy. Yeah. You know? And then people catch on. Yeah. 
This is a great fucking song. I, I love this version of this, too. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm going to say something controversial, is I prefer this so do I. to the Buffalo Springfield version. I think version. I might, too. It's more ominous. It's more mysterious. Yeah, it's dark. It's, it's very dark. Yeah. It's kind of like... Blues, Whereas Buffalo Gothic. Springfield is so of the time, yeah, it's so that it's 60s. great. Yeah, it's yeah. lovely. I, I, I love it. With you but, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I love this. I think this Griffin is would disagree with us probably because he's a big Buffalo. Yeah, th- you know, this is this is an example of that guy who was saying, "Well, this is more of the same from Neil." Well, no, this is a perfect. This and Old Laughing Lady are a perfect example because they're wildly different. Right. These are both electric songs, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why he started out with them because Old Laughing Lady was something that he looked back on. He always looks back on that first album and he says. I don't want to ever do that again, but he did eventually with like right. a bunch of albums. Yeah. But you know, all that overdubbing and stuff didn't need it. Yeah. So maybe this is like, you know, I'm going to start off with two songs that were fully produced, right. fully yeah. electric. Yeah. And this is how I'm going to. I like know. Old Laughing Lady a lot, but I almost wonder how this album would be if it started with this. You know, with with Mr. Oh, yeah. Soul. I think Old Laughing Lady is a good one because no, it's, it is. Yeah, I just mean it would be cool because it's different, but it's not yeah. as good. Whereas this one's different, but it's but better. it's really good. Yeah, yeah it's better. and it's not a super hit. I know you right. right. Yeah, you know what I mean. I know you want to go to String no, Man, but no. just the other string. two before that are World on a String, which I again that a lot of these songs World on a String, Pocahontas, and String Man. Are, all of all of these first songs, Pocahontas. This version is like yeah. tear jerking. But good. the things I love about these is hearing him do these songs, just him a guitar and harmonica. Right. I love it. it well, world on even a string, world on a string. Take, I fu- I love this well, version takes, of it. I really the, love it. Sounds it. Like, like an old swampy blues tune. It's awesome, yeah. man. And as much as I as much as I love. It's from it's from um, tonight's um, a night. Tonight's a night, yeah. and I do love that version. It's just very drunk. Oh yeah, it's very sloppy yeah, drunk, and it's it's a little abrasive, right? But and this is this, this is, is it's like you hear it, you really hear yeah. it, and you you connect with it. And I've always liked that song anyway, but hearing this version of it, it really I I really resonated with it. Can you play a little bit of a it? World on we a don't string. need to hear the whole thing, or I mean, even that much of it. But I just I just. Because yeah, you can really catch that, that you know that soul. Of but this kinda, is this you know? is like another standard blues riff, yeah. you know. Yeah. But yeah. this is Neil's blues, and this this know? song too has great harp. Yeah. I believe too. Yeah. Because you can't really, you don't even get the full chorus in the in in the tonight's the night version. Kind of, it's like they're just so drunk and sloppy. <laughs> that, that's why I really love hearing him do it. You know, the can I play you something similar to this? Yeah, uh, on Nils's album, Nils covers Neil. He does this. Oh, right. He does a great. Yeah, version. he does a really pretty. Yeah, that, that's an awesome album. He's just so good, Jesus man. Christ. He's so Nils, good. Right, Nils. <laughs> right away. Gonna, doesn't, he doesn't get his due, man. No, he doesn't. He's, he's one of the best guitar he's players. He's insane. Yeah. Listen to this. <laughs> We're so lucky we got to talk to him. Good Listen God. to him, man. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, come on. I love that you can hear the sounds of this of everything yeah. too. Like probably like his chains or something right. rattling. It's like his. Yeah. That sounds like a nylon. That's like a classic, uh, classic. You know nylon string guitar. I 
I'm telling you, man. Yeah, he makes this like fucking nails, man. He's got a great no, voice. I think, so. too. I think that's like a that's like a dobro or a steel guitar. It's like a steel guitar, it? but yeah. it's also got that like a nylon-y sort of sound yeah. too to some of God, it. That's good. Can we so do a Nils good. podcast after our Nils Absolutely. Podcast? 100%. He's got enough albums. A Nils BK mashup. Yeah. But do you know, like right away, he's he's so damn good. Oh, yeah. And he, yeah. you can tell he loves Neil. He oh, loves yeah. his songwriting. Yeah. And he just really makes it his own and fucking murders it. Not that album is great. That album is really yeah. good. The Nils, Nils covers yeah. Neil. Definitely check that yeah. out if you're listening. Pocahontas, is, I know you really like it too. Like I, I think this version's awesome. I like it's, it's good, it's, but it's not I, my favorite. But nah, I, I still like prefer it. the one on on Rust Never Sleeps. No, I like this one more. Really? Wow. You know what it is? It's it's what in between see, verses. It's see, what he does. There. I know, but what I miss is the ay ay eyes. I really like hearing the horse like doing the 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 background stuff. You know what I mean, Shu? I, I like hearing that like ay 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 and the stuff they do with him. But I do like this version a lot. It's really pretty and it captures a nice mood. But the stuff that he does, what is the what is it that he's playing on the harp in between the verses? It's not what he normally does. It's like a different song, and I think it's one of his songs. Listen when he gets to it. Hold on, right here. Hold on. Turn it up a lot. Yeah, it's definitely not Pocahontas. No, it's it's not like Pocahontas, a different but it's thing. It's one of his yeah. songs or something. Is it? I mean, yeah, he does. I it do miss that. <laughs> I don't know. I wish he just brought Nicolette out just for that. Well, let's talk about String Man a little bit. Yeah. Um. So this is like the only really unreleased song on Unplugged. Um. <laughs> keeping in that Neil spirit of playing something nobody's ever heard before. This one is. Unless I, they've I, seen I, him play I like this because. You get the piano and the harp now, mm-hmm. which is also a great mix. It's a great song. Yeah. And this is supposed to be on Chrome Dreams. Right. It's a great song. He takes his time, you know? He he He's in it. He's he's enjoying himself. It's a great fucking song. I know. This is mid-70s. Yeah. Not like it was so long ago. You know, so he's like 27. Yeah. Or whatever when he's writing this. I don't want to fade it. I feel like I have to. You know, he's, he's obviously autobiographical. I think, does he go to the harmonica, right? I'll, I'll let it linger. We'll find out. But it's really pretty, man. It's, it's just. No, he doesn't. So he has that line where it's like he has the violin mm-hmm. player on his shoulder mm-hmm. yeah. for his head. Well, we talked you know, about that in uh, when? When did we hear this? That song? was on. Um, on uh, for on the beach because that's his uh, publishing company was what Silver Fiddler, yeah, or something like that. Can I um? This is a little bit longer. Can I? This is from someone by Nick, someone named Nick Tavares. It's an article I found on this song. Okay, can I read it real quick? It's called Neil Young sings for the string man and everyone. 
And he starts with a quote from the song. He says, take the simple case of the Sarge who wouldn't go back to war because the hippies tore down everything he was fighting for. Um, and he says, and so we find Neil Young, unaccompanied but for his own voice and the keys under his fingers, singing mournfully for a sergeant without a battle. It's a contrarian way to view the end of a war, and it's beautifully illustrated, yo- illustrates Young's uniquely sympathetic ear. Stringman first appeared in the solo sections of Young's 1976 tours with Crazy Horse and finally surfaced officially on his 1993 Unplugged album. Simple, plaintive, and alone on yeah, the piano. Yeah, so no one had heard it, right? Yeah. Well, he's he probably played it live. <laughs> played it live, but, but it's it never been recorded. released. Yeah. But didn't we talk about it, or you, or the three of us might have we brought up Chrome Dreams? We never talked about this song. We t- yeah. we talked about this song maybe off mic because of, maybe we heard it on um, the but the when he released the second. Um, Anyway, sorry, I finished the quote. No, that's all right. Well, this is the part I wanted to get to. He says, Neil has a history of taking sides that seem to be contrary to his own, previously declared leanings. He sings in Campaigner about a lonely politician and notes in a compassionate voice that even Richard Nixon has got soul. Union Man from Hawks and Doves foreshadows his pro-Reagan rhetoric by four or five years, while similarly hawkish messages turn up in Mideast Vacation and Long Walk Home. He later explained his Ronald Reagan defense as him defending that, defending the person, not the policies. And through all his stances, they all share the characteristic of siding with the person against the attacking force. The life songs are actually tales of soldiers sent off to fight in unfamiliar terrain. He started Farm Aid with Willie Nelson to help the American farmer. Moving through his catalog years later, he stood against the first Bush administration with Rockin' in the Free World and the younger Bush with his entire Living with War album. He circled back to farmers on this year on the Monsanto years, detailing their plight. Um, he says his most effective song in this vein comes when he really delves into the soul of his subject, fictional or otherwise. And in Stringman, he seems to betray his entire audience, siding with an officer of war over the cause of peace. Where he differs so much from so many of his peers is that he's taken the time to think about what could be going on in that man's head, what he feels, and where his life has taken him. I don't, I don't necessarily think he's. I wouldn't he's, say he's. Siding. I don't think he's sympathetic yeah. with the cause of war, but I think he's trying to relate that you are so dedicated to a cause that you will die for it, but then something happens which makes it, um, you know, which lessens its value, where you feel like you've you've conditioned yourself that I'm going to die for this, and then it changes to the point where you're like, you know what. I don't even want to deal with it anymore. I just, I, so maybe he, maybe it's a, it's a, it's a metaphor for maybe sometimes the way he feels about yeah. being a, a, a recording artist. So I actually didn't pick up on really a lot of those notes in Stringman, but I liked that article because it. I think Neil's really good at taking. I think he just will naturally take the opposite side. Mm-hmm. Almost as a challenge to himself, like, can I write from this point of view? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no. A, I, yeah. And mm-hmm. a, maybe not Stringman so much, but that's definitely a, an example of it. And I, I do like that this guy tries to make excuses for Neil, which I think is, <laughs> which feels like what he's doing. I don't know. I think what I was thinking of was that when Neil recently released the Archives Volume Two, Stringman was on it, and I believe we talked about it. it we just weren't on mic. Maybe. I think we all sort of were like. 
Yeah, maybe. But we talked about uh, a lot of those songs because the, right. the, so many of them are so good. But yeah, I don't remember, but yeah. yeah. To me, it sounds like another song of him <clears throat> just grappling with, you know, who am I doing this for? And he's, he, it's not yeah. necessarily about war, but he's using that as an example of someone who's so dedicated to something. And he is so dedicated to his art. Yeah. But, you know, at every turn that there's someone going against him or someone trying to compromise it somehow. And sometimes you feel like giving up. And so that's why I think string man to me means is that you're always one cut away. Yeah. Well, he says coming apart. He says who the string man is in a 2006 interview. Hold on. It's Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, drink. Holy shit, I knew it. You know, I didn't want to say it because I know you guys are sick of it, but I totally knew it. That's what what the song's about. Mm. Aren't they all, though? (laughs) Seriously. That's, but I I think that's, it's a beautiful tune. Oh, yeah, it's in my top three. And I'm glad he put it in Unplugged at a time when people were rediscovering him. I think that was cool that he stuck that in yeah. there among his biggest songs. Absolutely. And it's a great choice, too. It's a great... I feel like he must just be sitting on millions oh, of yeah. these Oh, yeah. Well, the, the archives are... That's yeah. what that's there for. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's go on to Like a Hurricane, because this is a cool... Oh, my God. Version. Spooky as yes. if you Yes. If you didn't get chills immediately, mm, so then you have no soul. Or you... so gothic it's funereal yeah whenever we've seen him well yeah the both both times we saw him he did a big organ thing like he did not um, for th- not for this song he didn't do after this, the gold well, rush after the did, gold yeah. rush but it was it was still awesome hearing him play the organ incredible yeah yeah this big ass organ yeah. on the stage and he's just you know they <laughs> do like they're like yeah what what's unplugged well you know it's just like your normal songs but strip them down like really take make them less complicated what if I bring in a whole fucking organ? Can I bring a church organ <laughs> with like twenty foot pipes? No, don't do that. They don't. You don't say no to Neil. <laughs> it's become like the original version of the song. It's just those was like dudes. it was about a passing moment with a girl in a bar mm-hmm. and regretting not taking it further and this one is back to the creepy guy who's watching her (laughs) with a telescope from the top of a castle like phantom of the opera i see you no it's more like i see you and i'm watching you and i love you but if i can't i can't get near you because you'll blow me away it's more like john lovitz and little nicky don't no neither you guys don't ruin this song this song is is. so good no but this version makes it that it makes it the creepiness it's so and that's why i love it look i'm not saying it's bad so that's what that's why i love love this version so much it makes it super creepy so, uh, we like it's like the phantom of the opera so the church oh, yeah, the totally church is. we go to right now in downtown fitchburg the choir director uh and he's he's this incredible he's wicked good uh, like a piano player and, and an organ player he's like a like a whatever award-winning organ player but i'm going to next time we can actually physically go into this church it's this huge church in the middle of fitchburg and it like the 
echoes are insane, and I'm going to get him to play this song. Oh, yeah. And if you I'm, do, you got to record it. Oh, I'm going to, and, yeah. And tell me so I can be there. I actually am going to te- like text him right now and say, hey, Mike will be hiding be awesome. in the rafters of the big telescope looking down. I'm with half my face covered. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my phone's dead, but. It's, um. That's I mean this version to me I mean I can't say I like it better than the album version or the versions no. on Live Rust but it Apples is and so fucking good yeah and there's a part I think it's 340 if you go 340 in the song you want to talk about fucking awesome harmonica yeah it's just it's perfect just like Brian Setzer at the 930 Club in '95 don't say <laughs> perfect and then bring up Brian Setzer but anyway here we go. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, it becomes a creepy scene in an Ennio Marcone soundtrack in some yeah. Italian fucking western, right? Yeah. It's like Henry Fonda staring into the camera with those dead eyes. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. He murders the harp. Yeah. This, this whole album, this but this song in particular. Taking it way up yeah. there like this. Press grab me another gator. God, yeah. Yes, isn't that amazing? So That's good. so amazing. And he just, the way he lets it kind of draw out there, too. Mm-hmm. And they used to show that video on MTV constantly. And he's sitting there in a leather, like, motorcycle jacket. But he's like, yeah. you know how he, like, sings when he plays guitar and he's kind of going, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. So he's sitting and his shoulders are kind of going back and forth, back. It really makes him look like Quasimodo or something. I mean, he's, it a, really is he's a, an awkward, weird guy when he he's plays. Just, yeah, well, it's because he's, he's just letting it pour out. That's how his oh, body has to move. I love it. I also yeah. don't think there's a way to play an organ like that without looking that sinister. Right, you're just looking yeah, Cause exactly, if you sinister. Watch, yeah, because yeah. if you watch like Garth from the band play, it's the same thing, man. He looks fucking right, sinister yeah. as fuck. Oh, yeah, he's white with his hair's yeah. waving around. And, and he's, he's just hunched. Fucking, he's like hunched yeah. over, you know. Yeah, you can't look like the Duke Owl from Rockadoodle when you play the organ. All right, wait, let's we move, hate uh, the sun. Can, I, we, can I, we go on to Helpless? Yeah, I was going to say, we don't really need to do Needle and the Damage Done. Very similar, but Helpless is holy shit. The people do get stoked about Needle, though, when they hear the intro to it. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. This is awesome. This is just... This one sneaks up on Yeah, you. again, you're like... Like, if you were there, you were like, yeah. I wonder what this is. Hearing Nils and there's Nils, right? Oh, oh dude. Yeah, come on. So good. This song is just so good. And that's, you know, that... that that comes from that story Nils told us, where he was he was playing it acoustic, and someone who was it? Someone told Nils to go out to go out there with your accordion and start playing along. And Neil had his eyes he had his yeah. eyes closed, and he opened it up, and there was Nils, and he just started laughing. Uh, I love the long intro. Really oh, yeah. lets keeps people wondering. Probably right. like half the crowd at this point knows. Yeah, they can maybe recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that. Accordion, harmonica, piano. Oh, God, yeah. It's just the perfect blend. All, like, interweaving. Yeah. And then, yeah. There is a town in North Ontario. God damn, fucking Neil, This man. is a beautiful, beautiful uh, version. This is one of my favorites. Yeah. This and the last waltz. Yeah, this the last waltz version is good. Yeah, the last, the last I, waltz has the Joni element. I think this is better than the last waltz version. Last waltz version. It's tough. The last it's waltz tough. version. The, the, this ha- the blend of like you said, shoe the 
the harmonica, the piano, and the accordion. I mean, yeah. come on. And then on. when the vocals kick yeah. in. Holy shit. Oh, and like, like when you bit. hear Nicolette and, the, and mm-hmm. yeah. Astrid, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was forgetting the first verses. There. Yeah. So now it's a gospel song. Yeah. yeah. yeah you get Nils just adding that nice. Yeah. Literally, I still get chills. You can almost, like, Nils is doing like a Ben Keith thing where he's yeah. doing these really nice, yeah. uh, you know. In between, in between yeah. verses, yeah. in between he's lines. He's like singing little with accents. Yeah, yeah, right. I get Nils chills. Can we talk Nils to Nils chills. again? I would love to talk to Nils. Let's talk to Nils again now that we're this far. We'll ask him about Harvest Moon. Uh, not Harvest Moon. He's on Harvest Moon a little bit, right? No. No. I don't we'll think so. We'll ask him about Unplugged. He's on. It's uh, um, on Colorado. No, the, another one. Isn't he on. Um, Leave us helpless, helpless, helpless. Can you hear me now? Oh, God. Yeah. I know, man. I, I wish you could. We should just hang out and drink and listen to friggin' Neil. That'd be great. We kind of do that anyway. That's what we do, yeah. That's what we do here. Is he not on... Is Nils not on... um, He's not on Sleeps 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 with Angels, right? Oh, that's a crazy horse. No, that's a crazy horse. I thought he was on You guys, before we do that, you should try to watch the Sleeps with Angels little documentary they have on the archives. Okay. And you see David Briggs talking. He's (laughs) still got 70s hair. And... uh, it's, it's yeah, cool. I saw some of that. On and the, Neil on and the Neil is—it's funny. Like they capture, not to jump far too far ahead, but they capture Neil in these moments where he's like his face has this weird look. Like there's a scene where I think Ralphie Molina is playing the vibraphone. Alfred Molina. <laughs> Alfred Molina. Yes. <laughs> Doc Ock himself. That's right, Doc. <laughs> Dude, Spider-Man Two is one of the best ones. But um, he um. And Neil like is walking by him, and in slow they put it into slow motion. Neil stops, turns, and looks, and he's wearing Wayfarers in the studio, <laughs> and he just put this big smile on his face at what Ralphie's playing. I'm just like, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of creeping me out. Yeah, but can you imagine Neil giving you a smile while you're playing? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. It's better than kicking you in the ass, I guess. I just can you even Russ? Can you imagine you throw a, a Neil cover? Like I put out that cover of Powderfinger. Mm. Imagine if. You or me, you did that, and then Neil. Hey, hey that's I, pretty good. That's, yeah, even just that. Yeah, I heard it. It was it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. good job, you guys. And I, again, Ralph's known him for a long time. And, that's a good point. Yeah, but, but yeah, what do you guys think of Harvest Moon? What do you think of this version? Uh, it's fine. It's all right. I mean, it's I mean, not that much different from no. It's not. Just, almost yeah. Neither is and neither is Unknown yeah. Legend. But can we do Transformer? Maybe? Yes, yes, definitely. please. My favorite thing of this is when the two guys that realize what it is are like, right. yeah, right. you know, <laughs> the two trans guys. Listen, <laughs> that's you, right? There's like one. Oh, that's Scott Parks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, there, there's literally like two guys, and they're both kind of like, yeah, co- this is the best album. Eighties, yeah. cocaine. <laughs> Neil's disabled son, and he was trying to help him play Mitty's vacation. This made me appreciate the songs much more. Yeah. yeah. I like the ladies singing yeah. into them. Yeah. He said something to the effect of, I forget where, it was in Shaky, but he said, it's all the same, about his stuff in the 80s, it's all the same stuff, I'm just doing it in a different way. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like this is this album's this is a good cool example version, of that yeah. where they break it it breaks down yeah. to like old laughing lady. It's just what I do. It's me and a guitar. Right. Yeah. So you could play it, you know, with a vocoder and synthesizers, or you could just play it with an acoustic guitar and, you know, some right. backup singers. As someone who has been vocally against most of the songs off trans, I'm very happy he put this on unplugged. Me too. Yeah, it's cool. I yeah. like it a lot. Yeah. It's it it makes you really be like even though though even though he he's really doing something in that out in trans. Sure. The songs still can hold up, you know, yeah. in, in uh I'm happy he put out yeah, both versions. As much a, as right. I, it's not for me the the original, but I get why he did it, especially after you guys yeah. kind of explained the stuff with Ben. But like this version makes me appreciate it more and ben I Ben Young, not Ben Keith. Yeah. yeah. Um but I, I love that he I love that on this album you get different versions of songs that yeah. you already love, some songs that you don't love. It's then, just a yeah. great yeah. It's just great. I'm really glad he did this. You know what I love about Transformer Man on this album is that there was some 18-year-old kid just getting into Neil Young because he was the godfather of grunge. And then someone tells him, oh, Transformer Man, that's on trans. And he goes out and probably <laughs> finds a used copy of the CD yep. and throws it on and goes, what the fuck? This feels autobiographical. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just like just like people did when it first came out. The yeah, same yeah. fucking reaction 20 years later is like, or 10 years later. It's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. So I know we weren't going to um, really cover Unknown Legend because it's basically the same, but can you at least go to 234? Of Unknown Legend? Yeah. Somewhere on a Listen to After the Harley Davidson. Turn it up. <laughs> Did you hear it? No. So, so the guy, so he says, she rides a Harley Davidson, and then the guy goes, yeah! Oh, no, really? <laughs> the guy in the audience, if you, if you really listen, if you crank it up. That's the only guy in the audience wearing a friggin' to, bandana on it. his head. If you, try, if you pay attention, after he says Harley Davidson. Uh, 230? 234, it'll come around 236-ish, but right, play, play it from yeah. 234. She rides a Harley yeah, yeah. You know who that was? Oh it my was God. Dan Washman. It was. It was Dan, Dan Washman. He's from California. Yeah, yeah. Harley. He's got his like orange and black jacket on. Says Harley on the back. I feel like we haven't heard from Dan Washman in way too long. Yeah. Has he been tweeting at least? I just mailed out his hat. Oh, so. nice. Yeah. Come on, Dan, um, step it up. Hey, if you if you're listening and you're one of the three people who bought shirts or the three people who bought hats, <laughs> um, please take a picture of yourself yes. with it somewhere. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. You know, in your somewhere home, on a desert or, highway, or yeah, yeah. you're you're fit in front of your favorite yeah. Harley. Yeah, take, yeah. take a yeah. picture. Take a picture wearing your shirt with your long blonde hair blowing in the wind. Yeah. yeah. Before we go to look out for my love, um, which is one of my, I really love this version. But before we go to that, I want to. I know we already did um, the. Social media stuff, but there's a new comment from Matt Devlin. Okay, uh, and he said, "Unplugged was a very formative record in the youngsters' Neil fandom. In this youngsters' Neil fandom, meaning his. At the same time, Lucky Thirteen confused me. I still loved Unplugged. In my honest opinion, best versions of Long May You Run and Look Out for My Love. Really? Wow. And, okay. And then James James but... D. Clark commented on Matt's. Uh, uh, comment and said and said fuck you <laughs> fuck you you're cool also james d clark has a top fan badge wow so thank a, you james d clark james, hey he said ditto on long and look out if there are better versions i've yet to hear them so these guys wow. really love what we're about to hear with really the, without with look out for my life so wow play a little bit of look out for my, i really yeah. i i with i'm with them i really love this 
This made me really remember how much I love this song. From This is from Comes a Time. Yeah. And it, it's one of my favorites from Comes a Time. I think I remember not caring about this song. No, you. I think you. I talked you into liking this one, cause, especially because of the... You own it. Yes, yeah, you're right. I do like this, though, yeah. Great playing, you know? Yeah. Especially when they get to those hits. There's a lot to learn. You can tell Neil loves this song, too. Yeah. Is this the one that Nicolette did her own version, or no? She did a lot. No, that was she a lot of yeah. love. This was the one he used in the fantasy scene in Human Highway, right? Or no? No, that no. was that was like, no, it wasn't this one. Yeah. What was that one? It was from this album, though. Was yeah. that comes a time album? Was it um, going back? Was that yeah, what it was called? It was. Yeah. Here it comes though. This is great. I do like this better. I'll agree with them. I'll for this one anyway. This is great. Yeah. Yeah, it was going back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that that to me, I agree with those dudes. That that this hearing this in that um, yeah atmosphere is really nice. I fe- he he puts this song on a lot of his live albums too, doesn't? Didn't he put this on? Um, I want to say. I don't know if it's been on anything. Mm, yeah, I feel like he put this on something else. Maybe so. even Russ never sleeps. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I feel like he did. Are you looking it up, Russ man? Yeah, I'm going through the live album. Maybe I'm thinking of a lot of love. I confused them. A lot of love was on Rust Never Sleeps. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, never mind. Anyway, anything else? You you really like this version of Hank to Hendrix? I like it. I don't. You know, it's not so much different. I agree. Uh, It's not that much different, but but it's really pretty. It's a great song, though. I love it a lot. Overall, I really like this album. Well, they go to the long may you run. Okay. Because they also really love this. This is a nice. We're just catering. To I these like guys hearing this song. I like this. I like hearing this song with. It's ben. called super serving. Okay, you got to super serve the client. I like hearing this version with, with BK. Yeah. BK's uh, awesome in this man. Listen to him in this. In these this are fake reviews. Russ just wants to soak up all the BK <laughs> he can. Oh yeah, someone named Bibbledy Dibbledy said they really wanted to hear the Ben Keith parts on. Uh, <laughs> Now I like I actually like the other version better than this. What the studio version? A little bit, yeah. I like the Conan version better than this. Didn't remember the la- Conan's last Tonight Show? They played this song. Oh, he did. Yeah. yeah. Conan played on it. I think I cried. I was such a dork. Why did they take the Tonight Show from Conan? I felt the same way about Barney Miller. <laughs> I don't even get. And that. I was only in sixth grade. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what that means. About. I don't fucking care. You guys are fucking punks. <laughs> hey, I want to. Yeah, haven't even oh, got to the DK stuff, but whatever. I mean, this is fine. I don't know if it's like it's very similar. It's good, man. When you get BK going, I'm not saying going, it's not good. Is there a part you want me to go to? Yeah, just leave it right here. I'm not gonna just leave it on. Yeah, just leave it on. Yeah, finish listen my up, twisted right tea. Here. here we go. It's nice. <laughs> right here. Yeah, listen to that, huh? That's beautiful. Yeah. He does some really nice stuff. Yeah. Russ, not to quote uh, Christina Applegate from Anchorman, but you have a massive erection right now. You hear him? You hear him? He's yeah. Fucking 
Look, there's a rainbow. Do me on it. Don't act like you're not He's impressed. fucking crushing it. This, this whole part, we once he comes it. in. He's we an amateur, Russ. Nobody likes him. Fuck hey, off. I want to uh, give a shout out to the hosts of the Rivals podcast. They just you guys should listen to it. They did a three parter on Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Really? And about the inner conflict between and they, they've covered a lot of stuff oh, that wait. we covered. Is this the part of the podcast where we promote other podcasts? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So rivals. And you know what? They're not even part of the Pantheon podcast. That's fine because the one I want to promote isn't either. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, you guys should listen to that. It's, it's really good. But they mentioned this and, the, and they say the same thing. We What's did. the premise? The uh, it's like rivals. So one of them is like Lou Reed and John Cale. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So they go through like this musical rivalry over the years. And, That's cool. Um, but they talk about all the prop. Boy, they they there's a lot of shit. Rush or Dream Crosby. Theater? Shut the fuck up, man. There's no comparison. Dream Theater are fucking punks. <laughs> Portnoy is a punk. Some people would strongly disagree with you. Fuck them. Um, ben but Keith they- or Ben Folds. Ben Keith. <laughs> Ben Jesus Folds, Christ. for sure. Ben easily, Folds. Easily ben Folds. What's wrong with that guy? Ben Folds rules. Whatever. He was, the only, he was in community. But they said the same thing about Long May You uh, Run, is that like <laughs> that's like the this the like a really great song, and the rest of the album's totally yeah. weak. And they they keep going. It's because Stills was doing tons of blow, and he never <laughs> left the studio. <laughs> Shocking. We should try to have those guys on. Yeah, let's because do it. Because they, they're pro Stills. Pro Stills. Yeah, they're pro Stills. They have a lot of sympathy for Steven I'm Stills. I'm actually not. I don't think I'm as anti Stills as as I come across on this, but because he looks I'm like not potato. either. But he's done some <laughs> dick things. But then they else. But see, they say the same Mark things Mothersbaugh about. Mothersbaugh probably loves him. They say the same thing about Neil Young. We say about Stills that Neil Young was a dick, oh, and we gotta he, have he them ripped on out then. he ripped out Steven Stills' heart several times. Like you know quitting Buffalo Springfield before oh, they're supposed to go on the Tonight Show, oh. leaving the Long May You Run, run tour hey, and all that shit. youngsters, go on their Facebook page and start talking shit. <laughs> now we'll have a rival. Let's oh, have man. a rival. A yeah, rival. absolutely. <laughs> a podcast. We need a, we need oh. a good podcast rival. And they're an iHeart podcast, and we can't so do fuck break, them. We can't oh, yeah, do Breaking the that. Ice because it's they too got money. controversial. <laughs> if they're an iHeart podcast, they got money. Oh, money. yeah, that's no, true. We should Anyone can. We're, we could get on iHeart. It's easy. Not really. No. I think. I don't think so. Eh, whatever. Fuck you guys. From Hank <laughs> to Hendrix is really good. I, I I like just fucking accordion nils, man. Yeah. And then Neil's harp is awesome. It's just a really, it's such a great song, but we don't have to hear it. I yeah, just this wanted, is, I, just this is, I think, you know, despite all that shit that went down before they actually recorded this, mm-hmm. I thought it came out great. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you can't. You can hardly tell they all fucking hate each other. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, totally. uh, I mean, Kenny Butchery said, and I'm quoting here: Neil does not have enough money for me to work with him again. Jeez. I will never, ever play a Neil Young album again. I never want to hear his name again. That's a direct quote. Well, Kenny After Butchery this ex- wasn't after this, this experience. This no. was Charles Buttersworth. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, Oscar Buttersworth. Yeah, yeah I said that. Oscar Buttersworth. Buttersworth. <laughs> Charles, all this Charles Buttersworth III. I'm Franklin Clotted Cream. My name is Oscar Buttersworth, and I'll never work with Neil again. <laughs> I do say Neil was quite apprehensible, and I will never work with such a fellow again. Well, My I name is Oscar Buttersworth but, Jones. Middle but, the you know, they eventually all did fourth. at some one point. If I ever work with Neil Young again, then my name's not Oscar Buttersworth the 14th. <laughs> well, I'll be a crispy biscuit if I ever That's work right. with Neil Young again. My favorite... Uh, 
thing from last week's episode with Griffin is when he was talking about Doctor Who, and I was like, oh, I, I get that because I watched The Crown, and he goes, oh, yeah, they're the same show. <laughs> yeah, I'm what the idiot. fuck was that all about? Jesus Christ. There's actor. no Time Lords in the royal family. <laughs> no, there's Horse Lords, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there probably are Horse Lords. All, all right, right let's, well. Uh, um, top three. Top three. Uh, from, from both. both? Let's do from both. Holy Not shit, Not combined. Dude. Do a top three oh, okay. of each. Yeah, I, I've got mine each. prepared, so I can go first. All right, go want. first. Yeah. All right, so my lucky 13 top three. My three is Ain't It the Truth. My two is um, the Highway song off of fucking, what's it called again? Uh, Where's the Highway Tonight? I really like that off of Old Ways. I like this version. I don't know, even know. I don't even know if it's that much different than the Old Ways one. But I, I think it's the same one. I think dude. it's exactly. The same. I really like mm. it on this. Maybe it's in the context or something. That like might that. have something to do with it. That's that's very yeah. real. Like you hear it in contrast to other songs. Yeah, right. it may make a difference. Yeah. Um, and then my number one. Is I mean, all of us have to have number one blues. as depression yeah. blues. It's depression blues. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Absolutely. not even gonna bother. That's my number one, but. Uh, then I'd go give or take. Don't take your love away from me, and ain't it the truth? Okay. Yeah, I like I'd, I'd, same thing. Depression blues is definitely the number one. I love get gone. Get gone is fun. That was my um. You that know, is really yeah. fun. Yeah. That's my number two, and because you gotta love a nice Bo Diddley beat. You yeah, know, and it's a fun yeah. story. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a great story, which is obviously about Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I think I just oh, went. I just drank. Think I, I think I just went ain't it the truth because of the curvaceousness. Right. <laughs> yeah, that is ain't good that the too. Truth. Yeah, and I have to say my number three is Hippie Dream. That extra 15 seconds really did it for me. Are you? I feel like you're lying. Of course I'm totally lying. fucking lying. What's your cut fucking. off of Lucky 13, your cut song? Uh, any of those versions that were on the studio yeah, albums. Same. Just get the fucking rid of them. Yeah, me yeah, too. I'll put some more unreleased stuff on I there. Could, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, like unplugged. Once an Angel or something like that. My yeah. number three for Unplugged is Pocahontas. I really, really like this version. Um, my number two is String Man, and my number one is Like a Hurricane. Yeah. I just I can't handle that organ. I have to say, my number three is World on a String. Um, my number two is Helpless, and my number one is Like a Hurricane. Helpless was my like tied for three for me, but I I just love I love what he does with Pocahontas. I don't know what it is, but it really like catches me. My um. My number three is Look Out for My Love. My number two is... Uh, Maybe you should write okay. these down on a yellow legal pad. <laughs> okay, I change it. I change it. Number three is Like a Hurricane. I actually agree with Mike. You definitely should. Number two is Mr. Soul, and number one is Helpless. Mr. Soul is so good, too. Yeah, this is a hard one good to too. pick. Yeah, that's a great version. That's um, I Like I said, I prefer that version yeah. to the studio version. A cut song was hard. Not that hard, but for me, my cut was Harvest Moon because I think it's pretty identical to his studio version, in my opinion. He had to play it there, though. No, I don't. I don't time. begrudge him for playing it, and I don't even dislike it. I like it. I just it's if I had to cut one, I would cut it because it's so similar, and I I don't think I want to cut any of the other ones. You're gonna hate my cuts. My cut choice. What is it? It's Pocahontas. Really? Yeah. Why? I just too. don't. I I don't know that that it, it lacks it lacks something. Yeah. yeah. You guys are weird. You're fucking weird. You guys are gross. <laughs> you guys are dumb. Get out. You smell like poop. Get the fuck out of here, you shits. <laughs> poop poop mouth. It would either be that or I guess Long May You Run. I did like the Long May You Run, but um, just as far as everything else, I like everything else yeah. too much. 
But anyway, yeah, and I well, love, I love every, all of it. I love all of it. Well, I, I like this experience because you know I. I discovered a lot of stuff on lucky 13 that i i dismissed originally i was like it's just a greatest hits thing and i never really yeah looked into it but um, yeah it was cool to go over it. but finding depression blues depression and blues then discovering that that old ways one ep on youtube i'll put that up on the long may you young podcast dot yeah. com blog blog long may you young <laughs> blog 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 uh, next week it is uh sleeps with angels no sleeps no it's it's perfect strangers <laughs> Okay, right. <laughs> Before we started recording, I, I couldn't. I told these boys I couldn't. We're gonna cover Deep Purple's Strangers. 1983 release, Perfect well, no, Strangers. Hold on, the next week is a monster episode. Oh, is it? And we're not gonna reveal which monster. I th- I'm. A, I think we're not sure yet, but I'm okay. pretty sure next week is gonna be a monster episode or Perfect Strangers. <laughs> Jesus, sleep, sleeps sleeps with, with angels. Sleeps, so sleeps with eventually the next album we're gonna cover is Sleeps with Angels. So, and that was Strangels. Strangels. <laughs> all right that's enough please uh get on social media and find us there we're yeah, at please. long may you young on twitter we're at long may you young on instagram search us out yeah, the long ta- may like young just, group on just Facebook. even share you know just do yeah, a share please. on your wall if and you tag know a way to whatever. make it so that way when you google neil young podcast where the first thing that comes up yeah. that would be very helpful because yeah. right now it's still just random episodes of conan's podcast right and you know what tell your friends about us word of mouth still works yeah. especially in the podcast world so if you know someone who likes Neil Young or you know someone who likes to hear three guys drink and talk about semen, then you know let them God know that this podcast is here and uh, give us a good rating. If you give us five stars and a shitty rating, we'll read the rating. That's our policy. You give us five stars, we'll read whatever yes, we will. you write for a review That's on right. there. Just remember, we're glad that Trump's gone, but uh, it should be Bernie instead. <laughs> I agree. Okay. And longmayyouyoungpodcast.com. Go there. Check out the merch. Check out the Long May You young blog blog <laughs> the <laughs> video section and all thanks. the episodes are up there too you can listen to all the episodes and extra special thanks to nails for yeah, gifting us for the t-shirts. t-shirts we'll have a picture yeah. up on the on the website absolutely also the there's t-shirts. a song on sleeps with angels called piece of crap and that's what this podcast is and we thank you for listening disagree yeah you know my cut podcast would be this one you know what actually i would cut this one too <laughs> yeah i'd cut this one. now now that i'm thinking of it my top three uh now we don't my top three would be the Make It Stop episode where Luke and I were guests. Uh, and then it would be the one that you guessed it on with the guy Neil. with the weird Red Hot Chili I mean, Peppers. My fixation. top three would be the uh, Wang Chung podcast, Long May You Chung. Right. And the sub podcast, the DeGarmo and Key cast. We're over two hours for this. Okay, let's go. All right, bye. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shot? Would they shot? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. 
In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.